And now, introducing the man who is mildly offended that he was grazed over in favor of Marilyn Manson at Kanye West's most recent album listening event, saying, quote, I made it perfectly clear I was willing to remove a rib and cover myself in ghost white makeup, and yet he flat out ignored my cover version of Kanye's workout plan that I emailed him. When joking yesterday about how anybody would be foolish to ever bet the under in a game featuring the Orioles, he clearly meant that it's because the Orioles, well, they score all the runs themselves and single-handedly top those numbers from Vegas. He is Glenn Clark. Hi, good morning. Glenn Clark here. Just a, a couple of things real quick. Uh, hello. Yeah, me. I, we need me. Yeah. Uh, there's some pretty serious accusations against Marilyn Manson. I'm aware. So yes. Let's not use them in like a cheeky form. Fair enough. By the way, why? Why uh, are the vault? You need to look at Mixlr. Nobody can hear us. Let's see how that goes. That's not great. What is? Uh, what is going on over there? What's happening with Mixlr? Why is that? Occasionally, uh, they just do things. Okay. Well, why is? Why are we having? Why do we have no levels? There's. There's a problem here. See what you mean. There's a problem. We need to solve the problem. It's just that we might be saving the audio and manually uploading it. Well, that might be the case. I'll but figure we it need out. To, we need to figure, figure it out, out anyway. There hey, we hello. Hello to those of you that missed the start of the show. I got it. Did, yeah. A little late. Thankfully, because yeah, I saw it. You got good eyes. Jesus. Hi, Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Kyle. Um, we uh, we are trying out a new intern. Uh, it's a we have a, a whole pageant that we are uh, preparing, and he's working on the talent portion right now. Of course, it's 2021, so we no longer do the swimsuit portion. Uh, but I did appreciate the fact that he came prepared. Mm -hmm. He was ready, like he had tanned all week, and he had brought uh, speedo, and yes. so I appreciate that. But no, well, we, we require that regardless. Well, yeah, we don't. Even if there's no swimsuit right. portion, yeah, we do need to. We we well, we like to sit around in our speedos right. for a good part of the day. We got the pool in here, you know. But I appreciate the fact that uh, here, I go to the mic really quickly, Jordan. You can say hello. Uh, uh, Jordan came in today prepared for the swimsuit portion of the program, even though, again, in 2021, we no longer... It's more about personality than it is about uh, it's, you know, how you look in your Speedo. Uh, uh, I state your name. Hey, everyone. I'm Jordan Schwartzberg. Not, not, not what I said, but that's okay. We'll go with it. That's fine. Go with it anyway. Keep going. If you got a whole spiel, I'd like to hear it, please. Uh, no, yeah, no. I'm just, Keep going. Uh, from you got to talk right into the mic. Right in the mic. The right from, message. Yeah. From Pikesville, Maryland. I... Uh, Go to Towson University. I'm on the uh, club tennis team there. Big uh, Baltimore sports. So there's team. a club tennis team beyond, like, is there an actual tennis team? Yeah, so actually at Towson, they uh, they decided to uh, cut the men's program, I think, because uh, Title IX. Yeah, so That's we, a bummer. That's yeah. a bummer. Yep, but I mean. So you are the tennis team then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're I, the I, tennis team. I like team. to uh, yeah, right? like the little 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 white lied and tell people, oh, yeah, I'm on the no, uh, tennis team. Oh, you are, team. very much so. That's the tennis team at Towson, uh, at Towson University. Very good. Um, all right, so and to give me three interesting facts about uh, – no, do two truths and a lie quickly. Two truths and all a right. lie. Two truths and a lie. Uh, yeah. I've got a older brother who attends Towson – who attended Towson University. That would be a really lame lie. <laughs> right. That would be a I've, really lame lie if that was the lie. <laughs> Go ahead. I've got a uh, – I've been to – seven countries and counting big oh, avid traveler okay uh and i used to be a swimmer used to be a and swimmer 
the right. lie. The seven countries is the lie. You might yeah. be an avid traveler. It might be more numbers. than I'm thinking. It might be more than seven. I tend actually. to think seven. I think, in, I think it might be more like twelve. I think seven is a number people kind of defer to when they lie. You think that they, that's just the number? My they buddy come up with? In, in high school, one of yeah. my, my current best friends, still. That was his go-to lying number. If he said seven, he was lying. All right. Well, we'll find out right. which one was the lie. It was the uh, older brother one. Oh, I my God. I what know. a lame lie. I know. What a I know. lame lie. I got put on, put on the spot, but now I've got Son a, uh, a... Got a uh, younger brother who actually uh, moved into uh, College Park ah, uh, yesterday. All right. I hate you. What are the seven countries? The I've been to Cuba. I've been to Bermuda. I've been to Bahamas. You've been to Cuba? I have been to Cuba. That's it very was, rare still. Yeah. That's still quite rare. Yeah. That, that brief time when everybody was allowed yeah, to go exactly. to Cuba, you were able to sneak down? Yep, wow, just hop, hopped on a cruise. That's kind of neat. Yeah. It was uh, then Jamaica, uh, Haiti. Uh, did I say Canada? I think Canada, no, okay. too. Very so, good. Very good. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, it's good to have you. Um, now we need to ask about some traveling within the state of Maryland also. Oh, right. Yeah, we do, uh, we do have another quiz. By the way, today's show, we, ha- we have so much going on today. I'm sorry. If you, if you thought we were getting into some topics today, we have no time. We just have a lot happening on the program today. Uh, here's the rundown. Maryland cornerback Deontay Banks is going to join us. They open the season next Saturday against West Virginia. Press boxes Bo Smokel will check in. Ravens, of course, tomorrow night against the Washington football fellers. Uh, speaking of the Washington football fellers, one of the fellers is going to join us, uh, Jarrett Patterson, very talented running back who, if he doesn't make their roster, they're insane, and he'll definitely make another roster. Of course, Pilate alum had uh, video game numbers during his career at Buffalo, and he is turning heads once again during training camp and the preseason down in D.C. We will certainly see him tomorrow night against the Ravens. Uh, Kobe Mayo is going to check in with us a little bit later on. Exciting um, young player in the Orioles system. He's with Delmarva right now, third baseman. Uh, he's hitting home runs. Got um, some serious exit velos off that bat. no doubt know? about that. Kobe Mayo will check in with us. And Will Barton is going to join us. Denver Nuggets guard, uh, Baltimore This is the first native. time he's joined the show. No, it is not. I mean, he was getting ready for the dunk contest one year. Ah, he came yeah, on you're right. Us. Yes. Um, of course, uh, you remember once upon a time it was the Barton brothers. It was Will and Antonio. Will sh- surely surpassed Antonio in terms of the brothers. But uh, Will is coming back to town tonight. He'll be at the Dome um, with doing some uh, charity giveaway stuff. I'd like to hope there would be some basketball involved if you're going to be at the Dome. Like, my think. God. <laughs> Not, no offense to what he's doing because it's very important what he's doing. He's taking care of people that need it. Uh, as kids are getting ready to go back to school, and he's hooking them up with backpacks and school supplies, things like that. That's wonderful. But you're doing it at the Dome. I mean, like, you're Will Barton. Come on, man. Like, we got we to gotta see some basketball. We'll talk about that with him. Uh, he re-signed with the Nuggets, and uh, they had a, another very nice season last year that came up a little bit short because Jamal Murray got hurt. And wasn't somebody else hurt down the stretch? Mm, Porter, like probably. Else. No, Porter was. Pl- I remember Porter in that series against the Suns because that was when I kept saying to myself, "Why aren't you better? <laughs> like, what is it about Michael Porter that you're that big and you have all these skills and you're just you're not as you're just not that good? Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. We're I not going to talk about that with Will Barton. They have a deep roster when they're they helping. have a very deep roster. There's no doubt about that. All right. Uh, so here's the other question, Jordan. Uh, we were talking about this before the show. Uh, how many counties in the state of Maryland can you name? What I, I, is it I, I, with I, what is it with you people? What is this a? No, I, I would. How I do you not know the count? I don't know the exact number, but I could. Just, you don't, I, 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 could I could start rattling them off. That's right, what we we're doing go, here. here we go. Go do you side. know how many? You don't know how many there are. Do you I know do how not many know how many there are. Right, right. I can. I can. Uh, let's just see how you do. Okay. You got. Go ahead. Howard. Mm-hmm. That's county. Baltimore. Yep. Anne Arundel. Mm-hmm. 
Hartford. Yep. You said Hartford for whatever. Oh, did you say Hartford? Her- Hereford. No, the Hereford is a is town. Is a town. Yes. Would it be? <laughs> ah, keep going. Even yeah. I get this one. Hartford is a there, city. Hartford is a, a city in Connecticut. Yeah. Hereford Her- is is a town in northern Baltimore yeah. County. There's Montgomery. Montgomery is a county, so we're just bailing on that one. <laughs> right? Montgomery. Okay. Uh, Name four. I I don't know. I gotta oh, get five. God. Gotta get five. Is this God. what the f is God. going on here? <laughs> what is wrong with you people? <laughs> I can get like thirteen. No, not at first. No. After a couple of years like of nine. practice, nine at first. I think, I think it was eight, if I remember correctly. Well, the first better, time. They're better than Jordan. You're doing yeah, better than Jordan. True. Huh. That. Man, what is? I'm. I'm stumped. What the I'm hell is? What is the disconnect here? Like, what has happened? Somebody would say it's because you guys don't have to listen to the radio for uh, school closings the way that I did growing up. Like, we had to listen to every single, the, whoever it was, John Patty or whoever it was on, the, Dave Durian on WBAL. Anne Arundel County Schools closed. Bought, like, we I could, we could always that, but do, even still, it was... We could almost do them all in alphabetical But I would be listening for Baltimore, so it wouldn't take long to get there. Yeah, but, like, we would continue listening. You would just have fun and just go yeah, through them all. Well, a lot of times, earlier in the morning, Baltimore County Schools would be, like, two hours late, mm-hmm. and they would say something like, revision possible stay tuned or something like that so you keep listening hmm. to wbal all throughout the morning like hoping that the next time through it's say, and we have an update to our school's closing list we also Baltimore have a, we also County had schools a now for the school itself yeah that predate that uh, i predate that i did not have that option during my school career are you done you tapped out on counties I mean, this no is more one yeah, of I'm, the more shameful I'm, like uh, performances that I've, four and a half i don't even think, know if yeah. it was, i mean <laughs> You got four. You got Hartford County, yeah. though. But that's not yeah, a county. Not a, yeah. Well, it might be one. I don't know if there's a Hartford somewhere County somewhere is, else. I, I don't. There's not a Hartford Hartford County in Maryland. Really? Really? Did I say Howard? Yeah. I said Howard. By the way, I already fixed it, but you had press box with two X's, and one of them was randomly capitalized. So well, I don't know. I don't know what kind of publication yeah. you're putting that's together. The other they but have. I don't think we're doing that. Now that OnlyFans yeah. is down, you know. No, OnlyFans is yeah, back. It's back up. They bailed. They bailed. Good choice on their part. They quickly yeah. bailed on that decision. They said, "Huh? Yeah, we'll maybe I guess this really money. was how we had yeah, our maybe entire. Maybe this is what we do here. Yeah. Maybe we'll go ahead and let that. How come did the right banks there. feel though? The banks? I don't know. I have not gotten an update on whether or not they want to keep doing business. This is really shameful. By the way, yeah. Harford County. Harford. There's no T. Uh, yeah. Harford County. It's really shameful on your part. You yeah. named four of 23 and 24 if you count the city, but I didn't tell you to count yeah. the city. So, Yikes. Ooh. Yikes. All right, Jordan. Um, keep looking up interesting tidbits about our guests. Yeah, okay. All right. Do. Thank you. Jordan is going to be with us on Fridays during the fall. Uh, he'll be doing Young Utes. We are still looking for interns for the rest of the week. Um, we had uh, we had a great time with Jack over the summer. If you know someone who can get credit for a fall internship or who's just looking to get their foot in the door in the broadcasting world, social media, digital, whatever it is that they're looking to do, uh, have them reach out to me, Glenn, two ends at PressBoxOnline.com. That's Glenn with two ends at PressBoxOnline.com, and we would be happy to have them here. Today's show brought to you by Window Nation. It's their 15th year anniversary. There's only a few days left in August, so your last chance to take advantage of this offer, all customers that get an in-home estimate will be entered to win their home project for free or buy two windows and get two free, plus pay nothing for two full years, 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to find out more about this great offer. As Kyle mentioned, the Orioles won again. What did the Diamondbacks do last night? Uh, that I don't know. I'll check in a second. Well, 
but it's hard to think they won two in a row. It's also. hard to believe <laughs> that for sure. Orioles now sit at 40 and 86 on the season. The Diamondbacks 44 and 85. Diamondbacks so, won again. Oh, thank God. Look at us. Thank God. So the Orioles are still two games. What are the Phillies doing? They've just lost games to the Diamondbacks I, far you know, too often really of late. Uh, I was at Stevenson the other day having a preseason meeting uh, ahead of football season. And I want a, a, a recent outstanding Stevenson lacrosse player is now back as an assistant coach. His name's Dom DeFazio. And Dom walked by. Dom's from Philadelphia. And we're talk- chatting. And he's doing a tour with a couple of recruits. And I'm like, where, where are you guys from? And they said, they're from Philadelphia as well. And I'm like, I, this is honest to God, because I haven't paid attention the last few days. I'm like, well, at least the Phillies are doing well this year. They've been scuffling, I and think. And they're like, yeah, not so much anymore. Not so much. Now a game so under 500. Not so much. Things they got are, Zach Wheeler. They did do that. They got that. But uh, they're not Other good. That, there's not a lot they're of good. They're not yeah. good. They are just not good. So the Orioles still two and a half games clear of the Diamondbacks. And as I keep trying to explain to you, the more important number is the win column because you assume, although the Orioles maybe not anymore, you assume they're going to lose the extra games they have to make up. They are four games up in the win column. That's the really good number for the Orioles in terms of trying to lock up the number one pick in the MLB draft. However, it would be nice if they wouldn't just win games unnecessarily. Like, it's one thing, hey, we don't want to end a 19-game losing streak. That's all well and good. It's quite another thing when you're scoring a billion runs the next day in a game that you, you might as well get them out in one game, right? I get, yeah, it's true. Don't don't save them for the weekend. Don't save them so that there's more to be scored over the course of the weekend. Uh, so the Orioles end up taking two of three from the Angels, which is a thing. They now host the Rays for three this weekend. The BMW Championship, uh, as expected, scoring was the story out at Caves Valley on day one of the BMW Championship, Sam Banks, who, of course, is definitely someone I had heard of before yesterday, definitely someone I was familiar with and knew existed and knew was a thing and could tell you anything at all else about. I could totally do that, except not at all. Sam Banks posted the low number of the day on round one. Clearly, that's not good news for NBC. They're not looking for Sam Banks to be the leader of the tournament for four days. They're looking for some of the studs to step up and take the lead out of the BMW Championship. I'm sorry, I said Sam Banks. I, you know what I just did there? His name's Sam Burns. Because we're about to have Deontay Banks on the show, I made Sam Burns Sam Banks. I'm sorry to both of them. It's Sam Burns, of course. Uh, John Rahm tied with him, so that would be a much better story. And Roy McIlroy, too. Uh, as they begin round two. Obviously, those would be huge stories. Sergio Garcia, just a shot back. Any of those would be good for NBC. And for the patrons that will be out this weekend in Owings Mills, including myself, as I will be there tomorrow. All right, uh, our next guest, cornerback for the University of Maryland. They are just over a week away from the start of the 2021 season. They will take on West Virginia next Saturday. Joining us now, he is Deontay Banks. He's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Deontay, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Thanks for having me. What it is? Hey, man, it's great to chat with you. How excited. We are eight days away, not just from the start of football, not just a huge game against West Virginia, but like after everything you guys went through a year ago, i got to imagine the excitement probably a little bit more for this. 
I'm too excited. I'm just ready to get on the field for real, honestly. <laughs> and the fans back in there, oh, yeah, we lit. No doubt, no, dude. We lit. No doubt, man. Like, can you put into words – It's I, I know that you guys wanted to play football, whatever it would take a year ago, but – just how much going through, and I know it's no different for you than it is anybody else in the country, right? But, like, the difficulty mm-hmm. of all that last year, not having fans, having an outbreak, season getting shut down, all that stuff, and, and how that maybe sharpened you guys going into this season, having to go through that type of adversity. Uh, honestly, last year was real frustrating. Like, it was real frustrating because we, really we couldn't really find our groove. Like, we couldn't find our momentum. So COVID was really messing us up. And then, like going in, it really strengthened us going into camp because now camp, like we have a we have a real full camp last year, so we had a real full one. And now we really, some I mean, we we built it, we we made a team bond, so it's like we way stronger than we were last year. Is there a quiet? I know again, it was a small sample size. You mentioned you were never able to get in that groove, but we saw some really positive things in a small sure. sample size a year ago. Does that build? kind of a quiet confidence that you guys have? You're not getting a lot of love Of course, we, that's what I'm saying. That's why we, we know what we can we, we know what we capable of. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's cool with it. You know what we capable of. I mean, and I respect that, right? In a, in a way, it's got to be more fun. Like, you guys go out and surprise people this year, For right? Sure. Yeah, right? <laughs> No doubt, man. Uh, Deontay, tell me about this week um, getting to spend some time uh, virtually with Kevin Durant. What is it like when you look up at the screen and there's one of the greatest basketball players of all time? <laughs> that was lit. That was lit. <laughs> that was hot. That was real hot. You know, he was coming on that. We had a team in and just – Coach Locke said, hey, Ray, we really have a, a guest. Next thing you know, he put on a highlight tape, and we seen KD, and next thing you know, KD on his Zoom. Dude, dude, that's so cool, right? That's it was, so it was cool, hard. Man. It was lit. That video. He gave, he gave, he gave uh, one of our players, uh, he put one of our players on a uh, full scholarship. Dude, what, what is it about that, man? Can you explain that to those of us that have never, like, I, believe it or not, Deontay, I'm not a high-level athlete. Like, right. <laughs> I'm a dummy that does this for a living. Um, can you explain why it is that that's such a big deal for you guys? Because that, that video gave me friggin' goosebumps, man. Um, like people, people, like, people that's not on scholarship, they really, they don't really get, like, what everybody, I mean, they get, they get, they get everything, but, like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, they got to work more for what they got to do, like. They don't really, you feel me, they don't get scholarship checks. They don't, you feel me, they don't get, you feel me, they don't get what a, a regular scholarship person sure. was. So, sure. like, for them, to, for them to be put on scholarship, it's a real good accomplishment for them. For okay, them. T- and tell me about Greg specifically, because I, I think the thing that, like, on top of, I mean, anybody getting a scholarship, those are always a lot, massive things. But seeing him hold uh, a baby uh, as yeah, he's getting a, this news. Dude, tell, tell me about that guy and why it is that you guys are so fired up for him. Um, cause he he works hard. All he do is lock in. He don't say nothing to nobody. He cool. I mean, he do his job. That's my dog. That's so he, awesome. I mean, he do what he supposed to do. That is awesome, man. And he got and he got to learn that he was getting a scholarship from Kevin Durant. He will never forget about that. At all. His entire life, bro. That is an amazing moment. Deontay Banks is with us. Uh, Maryland getting ready for the start of the season next Saturday against West Virginia. Deontay, um, you know, I think for people that don't know, you're an Edgewood alum. Of course, we're up here in uh, Baltimore in this neck of the woods. Edgewood's, Edgewood's not a place that has produced, like, a ton of, of you know, professional athletes or superstar nah, athletes. How nah. important is it for you, like, sort of carrying a torch and, and representing a place that doesn't, hasn't gotten a lot of attention at high levels over the years? Um, honestly, it's, 
It is what it is. Like, I mean, I just was putting a, you feel me? I was putting it back. I was playing, I was at, you feel me, playing Hoffa County. But it was, a, it's cool. I made it out. I got it out of there. Because I knew I, was, I had a, I had a plan once I got in there. Like, I already knew I'm not. It was a, it was a set. I had something in my head. Like, I'm set on going D1. And I was set. Like, I was grinding every day, working. So it's like, it wasn't really nothing for me. I was just working. I was locked in on what I had to do. Do you feel like you're proving to other kids back that way that they can get out too? And do, do you hear that from from? I'm proving it everywhere because like originally I'm from Baltimore. Yep. But like you feel me, I went to I went to Edgewood High School, so it's like yeah. But like I'm putting on for everybody who ever see me, like you know. So I'm putting on for whoever. Doing it at home. Deontay, doing it, you know, this has been an issue, like, over the years that, that folks right. around here didn't want to go to Maryland, right? Like, just, right. you know, Mar- Maryland's not thought of as a particularly powerful football school, right? I'm sure right. you dealt with a lot of that from your friends when you were talking about right. it. Why why Maryland for you? Why did you want to stay back this way? And why should more kids from around here continue this movement to stay local? Um, for me, I've been, Maryland been my dream school since, so I was since, like, I was, like, eight years old. They've been my, they've been my dream school. I wanted to go there. I seen Stefan play there. I seen, there's a bunch of people I just wanted to, you feel me? I just wanted to go to Maryland, because, like, everybody say Maryland this, Maryland that, but I wanted to, I wanted to come change the culture for real, so. I mean, I'm staying. I'm gonna stay home and do it the right way. I respect that, man. It's it's you know it's, it's easy for people to say I want to go to Penn State. I want to go some you know something like that. But for somebody to say I want to take on this and I want to change the culture, that's a huge thing, man. That's an absolutely huge thing. Um, uh, Deontay, what what have we not yet? You know, we've seen you've been you've made plays, right? Like we've seen it. What are, what have we not seen yet? What's the next level for you? And what are you capable of accomplishing with this team this season? A lot. I just know we go. We go accomplish a lot. Wait, our expectations is real high this season. And first of all, for me, you just gonna see me. It's gonna you gonna see a lot of energy from me. Regardless, you are gonna see a lot of energy, a real lot of energy, and a lot of. I'm gonna make a lot of plays regardless. But like, yeah, that's <laughs> that's, that's 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 gonna come with the sport. How much? How much does it help to get to go up against the group of wide receivers that you have every day in practice? You know, Rakim and Brian and and you know just Jay Sean and like just this loaded group of dudes that you're going up against each and every day in practice. I can't imagine there's like that many more hard matchups that you're going to have to face all season long that are tougher than what you're going up against every day. It's real competitive out there. It's real competitive out there. Like they work, they work, we work, we work in each other. Like, it's real, real competitive out there. It get real unchy out there. I have like, to imagine, uh, based on the way that we're having this conversation with you, I have to think you're probably not afraid of doing a little talking on the football field. <laughs> of course. <laughs> What's your favorite play to talk crap to another player you're playing against? Like, what's your favorite? Making a hard hit? Is it knocking a pass down? Uh, Obviously getting an interception. Mine is, uh, honestly, mine is too. I got, first of all, of course, the PBU. All right. Of course, not in the butt out. Uh, but then I really, I press, I press everything. I press everything. So, yeah, I just like pressing people out. Like I like, <laughs> I like jamming. I like jamming. I like doing all that. Are you the type of guy that does research about your opponent before a yeah, game what, to what try to talk figure out? Of course, you know I gotta watch film on them. No, but I mean, I mean like, like trash talking research. 
Like you find oh. out their like their girlfriend's name or I something mean, like uh, that. I ain't, I ain't really big on that, but I mean, I could. <laughs> <laughs> I could. Might, might introduce it in the future. That might be the next step to it. Uh, Deontay, what's it been like having uh, a Jones Hill House uh, open this season? How much you know? How how wild was it for you? To walk in there and see that place, and and what's it do for the whole team to have a facility like that? It's... It was crazy. Like it was, it was, it's a big difference from what Gossett was. Like it's a real big difference. So it's like, huh? like it's, it's like a bit, it's like a real big difference. If y'all been in Gossett and y'all been in our new facility, oh my god! <laughs> it's like I don't know what it is. It's just like you know, I feel like we deserve it for real, honestly. I just think we've been working real hard. Y'all gonna see. I promise y'all gonna see. I love that. I promise y'all gonna see. I love that. Have you used the recording studio yet at, at Jones Hill House? Uh-uh. I don't do the songs. Okay. I don't, do, I don't write songs. All right. You let everybody else get in there and take care of that. <laughs> you don't go in, you don't go in like, you're not the type of dude that like when other people are in, you might go in just to hang out. Like, uh, being nah, the, okay. ain't even me. Uh-uh. <laughs> ain't even me. I feel you. I feel you, Deontay Banks. Deontay, um, one thing that I learned about you, you're, you're like the, the athlete that you looked up to most, and this makes sense as a Baltimore guy, is Tavon Austin. And I feel like a, a lot of people of a certain age are like, man, you know, Tavon was, was kind of a disappointing NFL player. You know about the legend of Tavon Austin. Can you explain what that was like watching that kid come up through Baltimore play and just the insane player that he was and why you had so much love for that dude? Because he, to be honest, he the first one to do it. So it's like, he the first one. Like, he he paid away for everybody. He made me think, like, oh, yeah, if he can do it, I can do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he just paid away for us. Yo, I, dude, he was like a video game, man. I'm, I, he was. Oh, my goodness. In high school, and even in college, too. But, like, in high school, watching that dude play, it was it was Reggie Bush. Like, it was. It was, bro. It I, was. I, I mean, real. I've never seen anything like it. I'm like, this is, it's a marvel watching that guy play when he was in high school, man. He was unbelievable. Um, yeah, just like him, he was playing running back. He was playing running back. I was playing running back my senior year. So how'd you end up at cornerback then, Deontay? What was the story there? Why? I, I, I was playing corner my junior year. I, mean, I was okay. playing corner my sophomore year. I had made I had made all county my sophomore year at corner. I had like three interceptions, I think, something like that. So but like then I just then I just then a offer started coming towards the defensive side because I was a big tall corner. Everybody wanted everybody wanted big tall fast corners for them. So how excited are you whenever you get the ball in your hands on defense to show that you still got a little bit of field vision? Oh no, I'm re- I'm trying to get into the return game. Now. I'm ready to get lit. I'm ready to get real lit. I love that. Uh, so we love Tavon Austin, but we don't love him next Saturday, obviously, because we got to make you know West Virginia pay. That's just the way oh, that yeah. it's got to oh, go. Oh, you know. Yeah. Oh, you know. Yeah, we ain't even on that. I ain't even on that. Make him miserable next Saturday. Hey, Deontay, man, we love this conversation. This is a lot of fun, dude. What is social media? Where can Maryland fans be giving you a follow? I'm on Instagram. I'm Tay Banks. Tay Banks three underscore. Okay. And then on uh, Twitter, I'm uh, I am Deontay Banks underscore. Uh, there you go. Give him a follow in those places. Deontay, man, we're so excited to see you guys next Saturday. We can't wait for, for this sure. thing to get underway. For the show. Bro, thank, for the show. thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Health and success to you guys all season. All right. Appreciate you. Deontay Banks, uh, Baltimore native, Edgewood alum. And uh, now, successful cornerback at the University of Maryland. Happy for him. Great kid. What a great dude he is.
he was fun, man. Like he was ready to do this. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and I have I, to think he's probably not afraid of talking on the field. No, <laughs> no, does not come off as someone who would be even remotely shy on the field. Not whatsoever. Hey, um, uh, you know, we had the Press Box Fantasy Football Show back yesterday. We're going to be doing that every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. Ken Zalas will be in studio with us every Thursday at 11.30 a.m. to help you set your lineups. One more week of draft prep, and then we'll be setting lineups. Excited for draft season. Love draft season. I am a big draft season guy. But it's next week. You don't. I got a draft on week. Wednesday. I got one on Sunday night. I'm so mad. I'm like, what? What are we doing? Like, what are we? And at least there's no more preseason games this year. At least, like, right. it's the end. But they're still going to be practicing next week. There could still be some injuries that occur between now and or between Sunday night and the uh, the next the next weekend, which is the appropriate time to draft. Uh, but we doing it every Thursday morning, 11:30 a.m. Facebook.com/slash PressBoxSports, PressBoxOnline.com/slash Radio. It is all brought to you by CCBC and Glory Days Grill. From Dan, Dan says, uh, "Glenn, what do you think about the Sean Wade trade?" We'll talk about this with Bo Smolka here in a few minutes. I am. It's conflicting to an extent. It really, but it's really conflicting. He's a guy that everyone really was high on entering the draft, right, like the entering thought, the season. The thought was that like the Ravens had maybe gotten this steal right. and Sean Wade, and, and like by the way, that that's a lot of times of just course. us getting carried away. Or, but he was entering the year mentioned as a potential first round prospect, right? But like not in some mock but, drafts. But, but, but no one by the time we got draft season, not the nobody middle, he went in the fifth round. There's no denying that. Um. The idea is, hey, we think we were going to have to cut him, and if he was available, there was no way we were going to get him on the practice squad, so we had no choice. This is what we had to do. And to some extent, I get it. it it I get it. And if it's really the Ravens saying... We like Chris Westry or or just them saying, we know know this guy isn't quite as good as other people think he is. Then that's what it is. I can't speak to that, right? I don't. I don't know any of those things. It's a bummer for what it's worth. I mean, what they recoup is essentially what more they drafted than, and then than, a seventh rounder. Yeah, right. So it's certainly not a loss in think, that way. I think the Patriots should have a worse record than the Ravens this year. I would. You'd think, right? right? Like you'd think it's an upgrade. I don't. I. It's a. Boy, it's a really tough. If they were factoring in the decision, well, and it's not saying a fifth round pick next year. The fifth round pick is twenty twenty three. It's the seventh round pick next year and a fifth if round. If they pick were making the decision and saying we're confident that Tavon Young is going to be around for seventeen games, and, and that's and we the, won't need. It's the most difficult part of this is that you can say, "Hey, the Ravens are really deep in the secondary," but we know how quickly that can go away. And look, maybe they have more confidence in and from what we hear Brandon Stevens is impressed and, and they I, like him they took him in the third round they better like, like him of course right like they've got a lot of cornerbacks they I, probably have more cornerbacks than they were going to be able to keep I don't I guess ultimately it's not our choice to say that Sean Wade should have been given a roster spot over I, I could not you know. possibly tell you I could not possibly tell you but on paper it's bummer and I can't really get around the fact that it's there, there were higher expectations for this guy than they were. There were your typical fifth round pick, mm-hmm. and so dealing a draft any any draft pick not being on the team to start the first season is kind of a disappointment. I get it. It's it can also be a testament to how deep your roster is. It can be a testament to a lot of things. There's also that little thing where it's like 
they trade him to the Patriots, Bill Belichick often knows what he's doing. There's certainly some of that in there. But the Patriots also a lot of times would take, like, who was it? Albert McClellan, I feel like, was regularly, sure. you know, he would be with the Ravens for a couple weeks and with the Patriots. For, like, sometimes yeah. it's worked that It just way. feels like it's one of those that they could end up regretting. Maybe. It's possible. It's possible they end up regretting it. The Patriots have found some of the uh, Ravens' other scraps in recent years. Like Lawrence Guy. Lawrence Guy. Well, Lawrence Guy was a little bit more than a scrap. For the Ravens, but he was more yeah. than useful for the Patriots. Yeah, well, he turned out to be quite the player for the Patriots. Um, John Simon mm-hmm. was, is a guy. He didn't go to the Patriots first, Texans but he ended first, up yeah. with the Patriots and, and Productive, was productive. Yeah. And I feel like even Terrence Brooks was somewhat productive. Yeah, more so there the, than he was well, here. I mean, That's anything sure. was right. more productive than he was in, he was in Baltimore. Um, but I guess the, the issue here is that it seems a maybe a bit early to declare him scraps. Um. Yeah. I mean, sure. Right. Like, how could you possibly know? And I think a lot of people said that about John Simon in particular. I, I was that one of them. that he was team captain of Ohio State. Why? Why would you be giving up on a anyone? That you correct, this early on, and if they're and we'll talk to Bo about this in a second. If that means they say they're in love with Nigel Warrior, then they're in love with what Nigel a name. Warrior. I love with the name. Yeah, I do love the name. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. I I think it's a ten as far as a name goes. But our Darius Washington's more of a safety, but that doesn't mean that safeties these days right. are not slot corners. Also, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. We'll like talk they, look, they've got a lot of guys at the position. There's no doubt about that. Yes, they definitely have a lot of. There's a lot of players. There's a lot of bodies there. We will find out more about exactly what it is they have, and if they ultimately end up regretting their and decision. And word is that Wade was playing outside for them, which, based on his size, I kind of understood. But he was mentioned as a slot guy when he was coming out of the draft, as a guy that profiled probably like, skill set wise. It's hard to imagine slot. that they learned everything that Sean. If I'm not mistaken, was, I think he was a, he excelled at slot at Ohio State, and that was where he was in the first round conversation. And then he kind of s- did not do as well outside in his final season with the Buckeyes, which maybe docked his value a little bit. Maybe, but I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Look, we don't man, know. We'll talk more about it with Bo Smolka here in a minute. Um, I, I, I don't have a strong... All I can tell you is I don't have a strong opinion about it one way or the other. I would say my it's, initial reaction was disappointment. Yeah, it was more disappointment than anything else, but, but it, realistic. Really know, I, yes. I didn't... The notion of thinking too highly of a fifth-round pick that had never... Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not... Sure. You know, we'll see. We'll see if as long as if the Ravens stay healthy, then this probably is never something that we're going to be all that concerned Correct. about. If the Ravens are banged up during the course of the year in the secondary, at well, some point, hope the guys that took over Sean Wade. Don't yeah, play and football, Sean Wade yeah. is playing for the Patriots. Then we're going to at some point look up and say, "Huh." But it's not one of those. It was so when we were watching Anquan Bolden put up insane numbers in San Francisco that season, it was easy to say, well, this was a mistake mm-hmm. because we knew. We we knew the answer. Sure. We knew that it was a mistake. Established players are different than rookies. I, even the hindsight stuff will be tough with this one because nobody knows. Nobody knows what these guys are really capable of doing. Nobody knows. So... Hopefully, especially not Bill Belichick. I hope, I, for the mo- more than anyone, <laughs> I hope not Bill Belichick. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. When we come back in, we'll chat with Bo Smolka, Pressbox Ravens beat writer. That's next, Glenn Clark Radio. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. 
Party with the Flock at the Ravens Countdown to Kickoff Watch Party presented by Miller Lite on Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. Celebrate the start of the season with a live performance by all-time low, plus a watch party for the Ravens vs. Raiders game on the Ravens Vision Boards. Appearances by Ravens legends, cheerleaders, Baltimore's marching Ravens, playmakers, and Poe. Tickets are $10 in advance and $20 the day of the event. Visit BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff for tickets and more info. Glory Days Grill's popular summer seasonal menu is back with favorites like their Very Berry Salad and Smoky Thigh Wings. It also features the all-new Shrimp Po' Boy Crispy Fried Shrimp on a freshly baked sub roll with lettuce, tomato, and a house-made spicy remoulade. Other delicious items include a 12-ounce New York Strip Steak, the Barbecue Chicken Bowl, Barbecue Ribs, and Smoky Thigh Wings Combo Platter, Zucchini Fries, and a Key Lime Pie. All of these meals pair well with Sam Adams Summer Ale or their anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone. Glory Days Grill is hiring all positions. Want to work for a great family-oriented company known for their commitment to the community? Stop into one of their restaurants and speak with a manager. Management opportunities are available. Find out more by going to glorydaysgrill.com. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. It takes time to get rich, flavorful coffee beans from the lush mountain regions of Colombia and Brazil to Royal Farms. But less than a minute to get yourself a delicious hot cup of the finest and freshest coffee in the world. Because Royal Farms' new Swiss-made coffee machines grind those rich, flavorful coffee beans and brew them one magnificent cup at a time. It's why Royal Farms makes the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. Hey, it's KZ. The Press Box Fantasy Football Show is back, as always, on Thursdays. You can catch it at 1130. We're brought to you this year, CCBC and Glory Days Grill. You can catch the show two ways, Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. The slash radio is if you want to listen. On Facebook is if you actually want to see my ugly face. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. DFS, daily lineups, keepers, all kinds of fun stuff. Please tune in, Press Box Fantasy Football Show. Every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. This is Back in here on GCR, today's program also brought to you by Great Eights Memorabilia. It all gets underway this weekend out in Timonium, the Purple Takeover at the Maryland State Fair. I saw the uh, Great Eights set up out in the exhibition hall. It looks incredible. And they're going to be bringing current, former, and future Baltimore football stars to the fair 
For your chance to meet him, get your pictures and autographs, you can meet all 10 for just the low, low price of $350. But this is it. This is your last chance to get that all-you-can-meet ticket. And that includes Lenny Moore, the Hall of Famer, Ronnie Stanley, Adafi Owe, Hollywood Brown, Ben Cleveland, and so many more. One price, $350 for pictures and autographs with all 10 and if you know anything about that industry, you don't get that type of offer. So go to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. That's the word great, the number eight, the letter S, Memorabilia.com in order to find out more. If you miss out, and again, if you don't get it by tomorrow, you're going to miss out because you'll miss the first day of this event with, um, with Lenny Moore. That's okay. You can still get individual picture and autograph tickets for each of the current and future stars of Baltimore football by going to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com for next weekend. So that's what you need to know about the Purple Takeover at the Maryland State Fair. Let's talk some Ravens right now. Joining us now, Pressbox Ravens beat writer. He is our friend Bo Smolkin. He's with us now on GCR. Bo, it's good to talk to you, sir. Thank you, as always, taking some time for us. Uh, good morning. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, a couple of things. Let's start with Sean Wade because we were just talking about it a second ago. I I don't really know how to have any sort of overreaction to it. I think it is kind of a little shocking for fans when, you know, a draft pick isn't going to be on the football team in any capacity. But, you know, it's it's hard to, to think it's, you know, you, re, you recoup something. I think we all can see the writing on the wall. They're saying it was unlikely that he was going to end up making the team. I, there's a lot here, but I don't know that any of it is particularly significant right now. I mean, I, I agree with you. Here's the tricky thing. I think he was going to make the team only because they don't like to give up on draft picks. And you could say trading him gave up on the draft pick. But I think if he did make the team, that would have to come at the expense of someone who had outplayed him. Um, and I know a lot of people are saying Wade was viewed as a first-round draft pick potentially two years ago. And then he struggled during the 2020 season. He had a lot of personal issues going on, and he was hurt some. And so his draft stock tumbled, and he ended up going in the fifth round. And so people see the upside there, the potential there, and they can't believe the Ravens are going to give up on a guy who is, you know, a fifth-round rookie draft pick. The bottom line is other players played better than him this summer, and and I think it would have been a tough spot for them to keep him over some of these others. And And I know the Ravens like to say, look, you never can have too many corners, and I know what they mean by that, but the bottom line is when you have to cut to 53 players, there are finite numbers that you can have at each position. And to keep him would have probably meant cutting someone else who had outplayed him. Or you cut him, and then you're getting nothing for him. And now in return, you're getting a future fifth-round pick and a seventh-round pick. So that's kind of where they were at. They felt they needed to get something for him. And the other thing that a lot of people are saying is, wait a minute, he does his best work in the slot. You've got a slot cornerback, Tavon Young, who gets hurt a lot. Regularly, What's yeah. What's the insurance policy there? I thought Sean Wade was it. I think there's a couple things going on there. Number one, they have other players they can play in the slot. They might play Marlon Humphrey in the slot more and more. They like him playing in the slot. Um, they like how physical he is and how he can get near the line, of, near the ball. Um, and Anthony Avert is more suited to the outside, and he's played well. And so I think that's an option they have. Um, there's other Brandon Stevens, a safety can give them looks in the slot. He's a cornerback by trade who they're converting to a safety. So there's other ways around not having Wade as the penned in slot backup. So I think that also came into play. So 
in the end, the numbers weren't going to work for someone in this secondary. It just was a fact. And so they ended up saying, we'll make the trade and we'll get two future picks for him and we move forward. Of course, there's the risk that he ends up going to New England and developing and becoming a, a, a good football player, and we'll think about it for some time. But, you know, right now they got to put players on a roster and go try to win a Super Bowl. Bo, who who do you think this benefits the most? Who are the guys that maybe were on the bubble that you think are a little bit closer to being on the 53-man roster? Well, a lot of people say Chris Westry, uh, the 6'4 defensive back, a cornerback who's really had a good camp. I personally had him on the team anyway. I think this solidifies his spot on the team. Um, I, you know, I take an undrafted safety, Ardarius Washington, who I think is on the bubble. Um, he's a guy who probably moves closer to the good side of the bubble with this move. He's not a cornerback, but um, he can play. He's done. He's had some nickel looks um, this summer, and he's a guy who's done. He's always around the ball, and they really like that about him. He's undersized at five foot eight, but he's always around the ball. I think both he. Geno Stone, Nigel Warrior are all guys that are on the bubble that all get helped by, you know, Wade departing. Um, Nigel Warrior is a guy who had been a safety last year as an undrafted rookie who is now in as a cornerback. They have him technically listed above Wade on their depth chart. Wade Warrior played safety. They looked, converted him, gave him almost exclusively cornerback looks this summer. Um, the thing is, he missed about a week, maybe eight days with a knee injury. He's back now. He played pretty well at Carolina, but I still think – I'm not sure he's on the on the good side of the bubble yet because I think that missed time was a factor, but mm-hmm. I do think – um, I think it certainly helps him. But I think Westry's a guy that, to my mind, definitely makes the team now. And then the question is, does a guy like Ardarius Washington or Warrior also slip on it? I don't know about that, but I think certainly you remove him, Wade, that is, and it, it enhances the chances for all those guys. He is Bo Smolka, Pressbox Ravens beat writer. He just mentioned Marlon Humphrey a second ago. And if you haven't read yet, new print issue of Pressbox on the cover. Bo wrote all about Marlon Humphrey and sort of his spot in this pantheon of Ravens defensive legends. You can go pick it up for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town. Find out more, pressboxonline.com. Bo, um, tomorrow night, uh, Baltimore-Washington at FedEx Field with only two quarterbacks now on the roster. There seems to be this assumption that Lamar Jackson is going to play. I guess the question is, if he does, how much do you think we see of Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I mean, well, Trace McSorley's technically still on the roster. Well, right. I think Lamar Jackson will play based on cutting Kenji Bahar the other day. You're right, it effectively leaves them with two healthy quarterbacks for this game. I know there's a school of thought that says, you you know, traditionally the Ravens have never played their starters in the last preseason game, but they've played their starters the most in the third preseason game, and now the third preseason game is the last preseason game. So, how do you rectify that? I think John Harbaugh has generally tried to ramp up the work of the starters through weeks one, week two, and then week three of the preseason I think we'll see Jackson play, especially with Bahar cut. I suspect he might go, depending how the how it goes. <clears throat> I think we'll see him for maybe a quarter. If they have, maybe we'll just see him one possession. If they go a nine to a ten play scoring drive, then I think that's probably it for him. If they have a three and out quickly, maybe he comes out for a couple series. But I would expect we'll probably see him for a quarter. You know, the only danger there is what if Huntley comes in in the second quarter and 
takes a hit, and he's out. Now you're suddenly back to Lamar Jackson for the last two quarters. I know Sam Cook joked yesterday he'd be ready to be an emergency yeah, sure. quarterback. I was a little surprised, frankly, that they cut Bahar just just because of that scenario specifically, that I don't think they would on any situation where Huntley gets hurt and they have to go back to Jackson for an entire second half of this game. Um, but in ideally, I think it would be Jackson for the opening quarter or opening extended drive and then Huntley from then on. You like I, I guess the the next why why do you want Lamar Jackson playing in this final preseason game at all? Not you I mean, specifically. I, I I'm not saying you I specifically, Bo. I mean the Ravens. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I, I, like I, I mean I, I because I think they wanted. I think it would benefit him to get some live game action. I mean I know people say, wait, are you crazy? You got a makeshift offensive line. All the receivers are missing. Um, you know why? You know it, it, the argument can be made for any of the any of the top players. Why play them at all? Why not guarantee that they'll be ready to go for week one? Um, it's a tough spot, right? Because let's say he doesn't play tomorrow night, and let's say they come out of Las Vegas and they're just sloppy the first quarter of the game. And, oh my gosh, why didn't they play Jackson at all in the preseason? What do they expect would happen if he plays well? If he doesn't, you know, if he plays tomorrow. That argument goes away, but of course there's the risk of him getting hurt. So <clears throat> I think personally, I think it makes sense to give him a little bit of game action. And traditionally, that's what Harbaugh's done with his starters ramping up through the third preseason game. And then, of course, in, that, in the past, there's always been that fourth meaningless preseason game where none of them play. We're great. Fortunately, we're done with that nonsense. But um, that, to me, is the benefit of playing even just a little bit. I, I can totally see the argument both sides. Um, but to me, that's the benefit. But what uh, what else matters tomorrow night? You know, I know you got something up today at PressBoxOnline.com. You know, a couple of players we've already talked about that might still have something to play for. Um, I guess let's talk about the one that we haven't. That's Tyson Williams, who, I, you know, this is a weird spot with Justice Hill, right? Where I, are, is there one job to be had? Justice Hill's also a special teams guy. I. I what what is that situation really going into the final preseason game? <coughs> Excuse me. It's very interesting because Tyson Williams has had a really good camp trying to win the number three running back job. Justice Hill's been hurt for the last two weeks and probably won't play in this game either. He's been he was quiet in camp when he wasn't when he was on the field. Um, someone suggested to me, well, they kept four running backs last year. They did. That's true. They had, they kept Ingram because they had Ingram as well. They kept Ingram, they had Hill, they had Dobbins, they had Edwards. But I don't see them doing that again this year. So I, in my mind, it is one spot up for grabs there between uh, Hill and Williams and even Nate McCrary, who I think is a little bit behind them. The tricky thing for Williams, if you're the number three running back, as you mentioned with Justice Hill, he's a, he was a really good special teams player last year. Um, and that's where the number three running back has to make basically make the team. So... Williams only played three special team snaps last week at Carolina, which to me told me they're not quite ready there for him on special teams. And if they're not, then I think his spot to the roster, his route to the roster isn't there. I think it'll be very curious to see how much he plays on special teams tomorrow. If he's out on that number one kick unit, if he's out on the number one punt unit, that's a really good sign for him. If he's not, and if he only plays three special team snaps again, I think that's a pretty bad sign for him. There's no question. He's a pretty, he's a big, hard runner. And his 20-yard touchdown run at Carolina, you know, John Harbaugh called it a great football run because he broke tackles at the line of scrimmage. He broke tackles at the second level, kept his balance, dove into the end zone. 
when you have the court, when you have the coach of the team calling uh, your play a great football run, that's a pretty good endorsement. But the third running back is going to have to contribute on special teams. So it will be very interesting to see what Williams, what role on special teams Williams has tomorrow. I think as a running back, he's shown plenty. The other thing that's to what I'm going to be looking for tomorrow is to see if Ronnie Stanley gets any play. Mm. Um, you know, he's come back. He's come back to full practice the last week or so. He says he'll be fully ready for week one. Um, I don't know what kind of, I don't know if at all he'll play tomorrow, but I tell you what, if I'm, if I'm, if Lamar Jackson's on the field, I pretty much want Ronnie Stanley on the field too. Uh, if I'm the Ravens. So I wouldn't surprise me to see him play a series or two, um, with Jackson on the field together, but it'll be interesting to see whether he, you know, whether and to what extent Stanley plays. Um, cause obviously they're looking to ramp him up and have him ready. He's, he's been optimistic and he's, he's looked good. He says he feels good. So, it, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he looks as well. The wide receiver situation for the Baltimore Ravens, Bo, has been, um, well, throughout their history, it's been uncomfortable, but it's been particularly uncomfortable these last couple of weeks due to injury. I assume that at this point, we're still assuming that Rashad Bateman is probably a couple of weeks away, but... With some of these other guys, do you, do you get a feeling that this could be a case of, you know, I know we've seen a lot over the years, uh, as soon as we get past that final preseason game, all of a sudden guys are right back on the practice field and ready to go. Do you feel like that's more likely to be the case with some of the guys that aren't Rashad Bateman? I, I, <clears throat> I do with Marquise Brown uh, because he's been out there Sprint, you know, during practice, he's been out there doing conditioning work on a side field for like two and a half weeks. And he's, to me, he's looked really good. He's warmed up before games on the field with Lamar Jackson in these preseason games he hasn't played. He's looked good there as well. Uh, so I, that strikes me as being close. I haven't seen Boykin. I heard he was out there one day doing some work. But to me, that tells me he's farther away. Bateman, we know, had surgery and is probably, I think, will probably start this Technically, he'll start on the 53-man roster, I think, and I think they'll put him on injured reserve then so that that would keep him out through week three at least. But I think that's not an injury you want to rush him back for. Sammy Watkins, John Harbaugh yesterday sounded optimistic and said, look, he's a veteran guy. We're going to be cautious with him. And I think he'll probably be another one that returns at some point between now and week one and ready to go. They're being uh, cautious with him. But to your point, now that's what I mentioned, three, four receivers yep. that they were figured would be in the rotation and we've hardly seen this summer. Um, so the wide receiver picture still feels very incomplete. But I think Brown, of the, of the guys that have been out Brown, based on just the sprinting and conditioning we've seen off to the side, definitely looks the closest to coming back. And I, I, I'm sure they're going to be cautious with him as well and don't want him you know, I think they'll say just come back for week one. Remember, his rookie year, he was out almost the entire preseason, and he exploded onto the scene at Miami in week one. I don't know if it'll be something like that, but I think he'll be ready to go, and I would be surprised if Watkins isn't ready to go. Um, less optimistic about Boykin and obviously Bateman. Uh, obviously, last year, DuVernay saw a lot of the football field in his rookie season. James Prochet saw a bit less of it. Uh, do you expect that Prochet with his camp has jumped DuVernay on the depth chart, or is that maybe not exactly reasonable? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I don't know that he's jumped him, and, you know, they're both factors on special teams, too. Do, do, Prochet's been interesting because um, he's been one of these standouts on the practice field all summer. Every single day, it seems, he's making a play, making catch, getting, getting open, making – I mean, just he's, he's been a standout. 
But then in the two in the two games, he's kind of disappeared. I think he has three catches for 14 yards or something combined in the two games. So that's not a whole lot of production. I think they're still more comfortable with Duvernay on some of those jet sweeps and other kind of plays, wide receiver screens and stuff. I think they like Duvernay with the ball in space a little more. Um, so I don't know if it's a jump on the depth chart. I think they'll find ways to get Prochet involved. Greg Roman was asked this week that exact question, like, hey, how come it's been so productive for Prochet on the practice field and not in the games? And he basically said, look, you know, we watch everything. We watch the practice. We watch the games. We watch the tape. Did you do what you were supposed to do? You can't control whether the quarterback throws the ball to you, but did you do what, were you where you were supposed to be? Did you get open? Did you, did you, did you do your task, basically? And it sounds like they've been happy with Prochet. You sure? I'd like to see him more involved as an offensive weapon. And if he's getting open in the games, more theoretically, the, the balls are going to go his way. Um, so I don't know if one has leapfrogged the other. I think they're both going to be safely on the roster, especially with the other injury situations. Um, but it, it's been it's been a little concerning to see Prochet do so well on the practice field and then kind of disappear to an extent of the games and, and Roman's right I mean he can't control where the ball goes but you'd like to see more activity out of him on the field for sure Bo Smolka press box Ravens beat writer if you missed it last night Bo and Sarah Ellison who I know is very popular on Twitter with Ravens fans were part of a round table that Stan the Fan and Gary Stein hosted I guess it was on Facebook is what I meant to say uh, you can find that right now, facebook.com slash pressboxsports or pressboxonline.com, that roundtable show with the guys brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. And, of course, uh, if you missed Johnny Bench earlier in the week with Stan and Ross Grimsley, you can find that as well. Bo, appreciate it, sir. At B. Smolka on Twitter. Give him a follow there. We will talk to you again next week. Uh, have a great weekend. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bo Smolka, Pressbox Ravens beat writer, checking in with us here on GCR. Of course, all of Stan's shows, like I was just talking about, are brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance. Deductible, 410-401-9797 or C3America.com. Um, look, I am, I am in the camp of absolutely do not play Lamar Jackson in a preseason game. There, I don't think there is anything to be gained this you know, you want to have him go out, get some game reps. This is Lamar Jackson that we're talking about. This is not – there are rookie quarterbacks that I think need to get preseason reps. There are quarterbacks coming into new situations that maybe I would understand it a little bit more, working with an offensive coordinator for the first time, a play caller, trying to figure out the cadence. And someone might say, hey, maybe there's a benefit specifically – to Lamar Jackson and Bradley Bozeman getting reps together in a real game, maybe, but I'm not really sure what the difference is in that relationship between a game situation and what you can do in practice. And someone would say, well, Crowd maybe. Crowd noise, maybe. Yeah. But this is a preseason game. I hear you. Like the notion that there's going to be a bunch of crowd noise in a what I assume will be a largely empty FedEx. I say largely empty. There will be. It's not like it. There won't be anybody there. But let's not pretend like be more than there were be. last year. Yes, there will be a bit more than there were last year. Um, but I don't know that the noise level will be all that different than noise being pumped in somewhere last year. I just this is the preseason. I just don't know that that's going to be something that you can really benefit all that much from. If what you're really doing is putting them out there for a series to hand the ball off a couple times, and I, I don't, 
I still don't think you'd do it. I would still be opposed to it. But I don't think it's the end of the world either. You know, I, I, I'd, I'd like to hope in the way that I trust Lamar Jackson that he's not going to do anything crazy. This is, this is difficult, though, because we remember like a couple of preseasons ago when that, that play that he made, again, I think it was, I don't remember who they are playing against, but that, that touchdown run that got called mm-hmm. back, and I said, everybody's raving about it. For me, the problem is you should never be doing this. You should be capable as an NFL quarterback to understand in this game, I don't do that. In this scenario, if it's not there, I just throw it away. I'm not putting myself in the field of play, in open field, to run the risk of getting hurt. And I hope that that's the case if Lamar Jackson plays tomorrow night. And I get the reason why we assume that he will. It's, you know, he's the only other healthy quarterback besides Tyler Huntley. If Lamar Jackson plays, I hope he knows better than to take off and try to pick up big yardage and put himself in open. I don't or at think. Least get the hell out of bounds quickly if you do. I, just throw the ball away. Just get rid of it. The stats are irrelevant. Extending a drive is irrelevant. Nothing that you can do tomorrow night on the field will help you. Other than maybe the argument for taking a few more snaps from Bradley Bozeman just to to feel out that relationship a little bit longer. That's the only positive that I could possibly come up with. But it's not enough to compel me to think that he should be on the field. I don't think Lamar Jackson should play tomorrow night. That's my opinion. I don't think he should ever play in a preseason football game. I don't think there is any way that that benefits the Baltimore Ravens. He's, we know what he's going to do. We know who Lamar Jackson is. And he doesn't need this experience irrelevant for him so i'm opposed to it i'm not opposed to uh, continuing to talk about tomorrow night's game and chatting with someone who's going to be on the other side of the field for it as we get into hour number two of today's show let's catch up with the Pilates alum Jarrett patterson running back for the washington football team we had to do this a little bit earlier on because of their schedule but a chance to talk to him right here on glenn clark radio Joining us now here on GCR as we get ready for the Ravens and the Washington football team tomorrow night down at FedEx Field. We get to catch up with this man before the draft. He is the pride of Pilati, and he has done nothing but put up video game numbers in his life, and he is wowing in training camp down in D.C. He is running back Jarrett Patterson, and he's back with us here on GCR. Jarrett, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you again, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. No, thank you for having me. Dude, it's so good to chat with you. I am so not surprised by by how good you have been performing and how much you caught everyone's eye. How great has it felt for you being a pro, being in camp, and showing everybody what it is that you're capable of doing? Yeah, it, uh, it feels real good. You know, like I said, you know, I'm not surprised. You know, uh, I knew what I was uh, capable of. You know, and I just really, uh, when I got in camp, just wanted to put my head down and you know show this coaching staff that I'm, I could be a player you know, for this team and that I belong in the National uh, Football League. Can you put into words what it's meant to do? Look, we're selfish. We would have liked to have seen you do it in purple, but I know for your, for friends and family, what it's meant for you to be doing it you know, at home. Can you put into words what that experience has been like for you, your friends, your family, to be having the start of your pro career happen with that franchise? Yeah, it's just a, a blessing, a blessing to be here. You know, um, a, lot, a lot of guys don't, get to do what I do, you know, play for their hometown team. You know, I grew up, you know, rooting for the Washington football team, and it's just unbelievable. You know, it's just, you know, I feel like I can definitely be a, a 
a big inspiration to the youth around around uh, you know the DMV area, and you know it's been nothing but great. And you know I'm just looking forward to the journey and just looking forward to you know everything what it that, what it what it comes with. So, how, how is it? Uh, how have been the, like the ticket requests been going? How has he been handling all the attention that's been upon you as you're trying to? You're like you know I got to go make a football team first. Yeah, I, I kind of. Uh, you know, I don't even pay attention to it. You know, I'm real good at blocking, you know, the the, the noise and the hype out, you know. And Coach, uh, Coach Rivera always says, you know, focus on the important things, not the interesting things. You know, take care of the important things and, you know, and not the interesting things. And that's the mindset I, I, I kind of have, you know, just focus on what's important, you know, be where your feet are and just keep getting better, you know, every day. You know, when I step on the field, when I come in the facility, how can I get, you know, myself better and this team better? And, you know, that's just my mindset uh, going forward. How much of you – we're talking with Jared Patterson, the Washington football team, getting ready for the game against the Ravens tomorrow night. How much have you kept the chip on your shoulder? I remember talking to you about the fact that, like, coming out of high school, you know, you, you weren't the most highly recruited guy. You had to go the route of Buffalo and, and, and some of that maybe even being that, like, they wanted to get to your brother. And you've, you've kind of carried that with you. How much have you carried that with you to the league after going undrafted? Like, okay, this is what I got to keep doing. I got to keep proving everybody wrong. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, a chip, you know, uh, you know, fuel, you know, whatever you're, you know, you want to call it, you know, having, having on, on my shoulders, but, you know, I'm just here to prove myself right, you know, that, that I belong, you know, that, that, you know, uh, the people that, you know, made those, those decisions were, were completely wrong, <laughs> you know, yeah, right. and, <laughs> so, you know, it's it just, you know, I'm, I'm just here, uh, like I said, uh, just a guy that, that, that just proving himself right, that he belongs at this level and that's really it you know it's nothing special you know i just put i just put my head down and work you know take advantage of every opportunity i get and you know like i said this story is is just beginning what's is there ever a moment for you like dude what do i got to do like do you ever have those moments where you're like what why why do i always have to take the tough path all i'm doing at every turn is proving people how good i am <laughs> yeah and i i just feel like i feel like that that kind of just you know uh plays in my favor you know at the, at the end game you know sure i just i, I would never I'm, i would never get satisfied you know when, when when success comes my way you know when i when i take success i'll, I'll always have something to fall back on like man you want to draft it so you still have to keep working and i feel like you know i can use that into a positive thing and that's that's what i'm going to do you know when when hopefully you know god willing i'm four years in this thing i'd be like man you still have work to do you want to hmm. draft it and like i said i can use that as fuel uh, for my throughout my career never so, never be satisfied type of deal right it's yeah like definitely. always pushing ahead i love that jared patterson with us here on glenn clark radio um jared being down there obviously you're uh, you're sharing an offense with a guy that's been around forever what's the experience been like were you with ryan fitzpatrick and a dude that has i think literally played with every player in the history of the nfl i'm pretty sure i think like like ninety percent of all-time football players have been teammates with that guy at some point. What's it been like being around a guy like that? What's he brought to that franchise? Yeah, uh, you know, a veteran, a leader. You know, he's a, he's a, he's definitely experienced. You know, it's been unbelievable. You know, he's a guy that you can really, you know, literally ask anything to. You know, and he and he will give you advice. You know, it's, it's been great having Fitz here. You know, just learning from him. You know how, how you know how, you know, certain things, concepts work in offense and asking questions. And it's definitely big, like I said, having a veteran, you know, like, like himself here. And, you know, and, and I'm glad he's here, uh, you know, in Washington. Who are the other guys that you've been trying to soak things up from during the course of camp? Like, who are the guys that you connected with kind of immediately when you arrived there? 
Yeah, you know, I, I kind of connected with, you know, uh, Heineke, Taylor Heineke. Sure. Another guy, you know, I asked questions too. You know, uh, just, you know, everybody right back room, you know, Peyton Barber, you know, J.D. McKissick, you know, uh, A.G., you know, all just the whole group, you know, they they just they opened me with open arms. And, you know, I'm just asking questions, being a sponge, you know, Coach Jordan, you know, he's taught me a lot. And like I said, it's just been a good fit, you know, for, for myself. And I'm just, it's just a blessing uh, to be here. Can you tell me a little bit about, you know, you talk about the running back situation. It's deep there. As you mentioned those guys. These are all NFL veterans. You know, Gibson obviously a little bit younger, but, you know, we all know how good he is, and, and he's, a, he's a dog. How, how weird is that? Like, they know that you want their job, right? <laughs> like, what, what is that like, both trying to be respectful but competitive? What, what's all that like for someone who's coming in trying to prove themselves in the NFL? Uh, it's, I feel like, you know, you, we don't even look at us like that. You know, I feel like, uh, you know, it's a friendly competition, you know, but everybody's trying to get better and, and help everybody and help each other each every each other get better. It's not like, you know, any greed or, you know, jealousy because, cause like I said, everybody's going to get the opportunity, you know. It's NFL is football, <laughs> you know. Sure. everybody yep. Everybody's going to get the opportunity. It's what you do when you get the opportunity when it's uh, presented to you. And that's how my outlook, my outlook, you know, my my outlook on it is, you know, uh, when I'm not on the field, you know, I, I I take big mental reps on, you know, you know, what would I have done if I was in there, you know, just stuff like that, you know. So when I get in there, you know, I can, you know, get a good rep. So I don't really look at it as like that, you know, because I know my time's gonna come and opportunities gonna come, and you know, and. Like I said, just taking advantage of every opportunity that that I get. Have you been able to reconnect with any of your Pilates family? Have there been any like coaches, former teammates you've been able to get together with or bring down to a game or have a moment with yet? Oh yeah, you know one of my, my former uh, coaches that was there. You know, Coach uh, Justin Winters, Coach Ian Thomas, uh, Coach Pop. You know, Coach Coach uh, Cody. All all the former you know Pilates coaches when I was there. You know, were kind of at at that you know that preseason game. And, you know, they were, they were excited for me. It was just a special moment, uh, you know, for, for myself. That's awesome, man. That's really cool to hear that. And then I saw a picture of, like, the whole Buffalo football team getting together to watch uh, a preseason game, like, together on a big screen, man. How, how crazy is that for you that, like, that group of guys cares that much about you? They would get together as a group to watch a preseason game. Yeah, man, that's, that's, uh, that's that means a lot, you know, that, you know, I put – you know, my blood, sweat, and tears into our program, you know, and like I said, it's all love, you know, and like I said, man, uh, that's, that's, that's my second home away from home, and that's, like I said, it's all love. Uh, uh, Jared, I, we're wrapping up. I know you got to get uh, – we're getting right off the practice field, so you got stuff to do today. Just just how good you feel about what you've done so far. And you, I know you don't get to make these decisions. You don't control the future. But how much do you felt that you've put yourself in this position – you know, that, that you're either on this roster or you know for sure you're going to be playing in the National Football League this season because you've already proven what it is that you're capable of doing. Yeah, you know, um, I feel like you just, you got to have a, a great uh, mindset, an outlook, you know, of things like this. And I felt like, you know, I, I gave everything I had, you know, even though I still have work to do, you know, uh, regardless, uh, you know, regardless if not, if, you know, Washington decides to go, you know, the other way. You know, I put my I put myself in a position that I feel like I'm definitely going to be playing in this league. Yep. You know, and I'm going to be uh, you know, a player in this league. Uh, so you know, I feel like uh, I feel real good. But at the end of the day, uh, I still got work to do. You know, I can't. Sure. I can't. Uh, I, I don't make those decisions. All I can do is you know make 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 them make the hard decisions. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So 
uh, like I said, but from from uh, here on out, I'm just continue to get better each and every day. All right. Well, I would tell you to take it easy on uh, our guys in purple tomorrow night, but I know you can't do that because you got to make one more. You got to you got to show them one more time just exactly what it is that you have to offer. So I'll be looking forward to seeing that, man, Jared. We're we're happy for you because we know we know how good you are. I mean, it's unbelievable to me that, that teams haven't understood that a little bit better. Uh, let's remind everybody, social media wise, where are they following you? Twitter, Instagram, those places. Yeah, so uh, on Instagram, uh, j.pat35, and then underscore, underscore, jp26 on Twitter. All right, give him a follow in both spots. Dude, we're so happy for you, Jarrett. Thank you so much for taking a couple more minutes with us this morning. Enjoy the game tomorrow night, and best of luck this season, all right? All right. Thank you for having me. That's Jared Patterson. That dude's going to be on a team. I, I assume it'll be in Washington. I can't fathom that they would let a young talent like that get away from him. But if it's if for whatever reason it's not, he will be somewhere this season. He is really good. Jarrett Patterson taking a couple of minutes for us before the preseason finale tonight against the Ravens. The Pilates alum. All right, today's show is also brought to you by Glory Days Grill. I was just there earlier this week. I could not encourage you more to try the barbecue thigh wings. They are outstanding. And despite the fact that you don't need it because the barbecue, it's just like the ribs, which if you've ever had the ribs at Glory Days Grill, you know. The sauce is all the flavor that you need, but they still give you the uh, the remoulade with it, and uh, that works well for dipping anything else into that you have sitting around your house. For example, maybe just your finger. You just dip your finger right on in there, and you enjoy some of that remoulade. It is incredible. You can still get the very berry salad. The summer menu is going away soon, like everything else related to summer is going away soon. But you can still get over to your neighborhood Glory Days Grill, glorydaysgrill.com, to check it all out. When we come back in, uh, we're going to chat with Kobe Mayo. Of course, someone that uh, the Orioles went over slot with a year ago and is proving why it is that they were so excited about him. He is doing quite well with the Delmarva Shorebirds. We will check in with him uh, as one of the top prospects in the Orioles system joins us next. It is Glenn Clark Radio. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition-free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. It's Window Nation's 15th year anniversary. During August, all customers that get an in-home estimate will be entered to win your home project for free. That's correct, a chance to win free, top-of-the-line, energy-efficient Window Nation windows installed by experts with over 15 years' experience that will keep your home cool during the summer months and warm during the colder months. If you don't win, get half of your windows free with their buy two windows and get two free deal. Plus, pay nothing for 
two full years. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, beer, wine, and spirits, showcase and so much more come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the maryland five star at fair hill october 14th through 17th buy your tickets now at maryland five star.us with the number five this is how you get a premium cup of coffee better and faster than the drip 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 method and way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when at royal farms our new swiss made coffee machines grind fresh premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms Coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Join PressBox's fantasy football expert Ken Zalas for the opening night of NFL season on Thursday, September 9th, 7 p.m. at Sports & Social inside of Live Casino. While you're there, say hi to KZ and let him give you advice on setting up your fantasy team, picking starters, and who you might trade for or pick up on waivers. Watch the opening NFL game, get free fantasy football tutoring from Ken Zalas, and enjoy the new Sports & Social Club at Maryland Live. We'll see you on September 9th. Must be 21 or older to enter. The latest issue of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey, who may well be the Ravens' next true defensive superstar in the lineage of Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and Terrell Suggs. Also inside, we introduce you to Maryland Navy, Towson, and Morgan State football players and everything you need to know for football betting as it launches in Maryland. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Tweet us at Glenn Clark Radio, 21st Century Talk Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. All right, back in here on GCR, Friday edition of the program. It is also brought to you today by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. We're going to chat with Kobe Mayo in a couple of seconds. Before we wrap up today, Will Barton is going to join the program as uh, he is back in town, back home for a, a charity event tonight. He's going to tell us a little bit more about that, as well as re-signing with the Nuggets. Will Barton's going to make $16 million this season playing Just basketball. Just under that. Yeah, very similar yeah. numbers for uh, you and I. I think um, 
I got it. I was 14.2. Right. What did you? Well, we'd made the mistake of signing for the new CBA. Yeah, that was really it's just know? a real screw up on our part. Real boner. Delavadova's getting 36 yeah, million real... after we signed. We're like, yeah, what right? did we do? You know? Right. Seriously, what the hell is going on? Uh, uh, this morning, Jameis Winston was named officially as the starter for the Saints, yes. as we talked about. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Big Jameis Winston guy. Everybody knows that about you. Um, as we had talked about uh, yesterday, that was... Uh, Foregone conclusion. Yes, correct. He was going to be the starting quarterback in New Orleans. That was always going to be the case. In fact, the only part about it that I would say it's more concerning news today is that they still appear to be hell-bent on Taysom Hill being involved. Like They just will not give up on this being a thing. They will not give up on putting Taysom Hill on the field. It almost feels as though... This is more an ego thing with Sean Payton now. He said like, too much. Like he has to prove that this is a thing, and so he's got to keep doing. At no point can he just sit back and say, "Well, maybe if we have a quarterback, we should just play our quarterback and let our quarterback go do these things and avoid the other stuff." I, as you guys know, I'm opposed to this. If you got a quarterback, play your quarterback. Period. And now I, I don't know that Jameis Winston is going to prove to be. The player that we once thought he might be once he gets to New Orleans, I think there's there's more reason for optimism. You know, a lot of people are, you know, the LASIK, and so maybe he won't throw the ball over the middle of the field to have it intercepted by middle linebackers. I, I don't know, man. I don't know about any of that stuff. We'll see if Jameis Winston really is a quarterback or not. But he's been productive when he's played if, in the games for the Saints when he had to spell Drew Brees. And, and that's, you know, that's you know, not nothing. I'll give you that. It's not nothing. And if it's he has some weapons even without Michael Thomas being available to him to start the season. If they were to get Michael Thomas back at some point, then he'd have a lot of weapons. I don't know. But once you decide a guy's your quarterback, make him your quarterback. Just this nonsense of continuing to play these games and do this crap. I'll never, never, ever, ever be in favor of that, no matter what the circumstances are. If the guy's good enough to be your quarterback, make him your quarterback. And Taysom Hill is apparently not good enough to be your quarterback. And so if that's the case, let him go line up as a wide receiver. You want to run some gadget plays where he's lined up at wide receiver but could be a threat to pass the ball on the flat, something like that? It's not going to bother me. You want to line him up in the backfield, make him your your goal line back? Sure. Any of those things I would be fine with. But lining him up as your quarterback? Nah. Nah. Let your quarterback be your quarterback. And uh, for the Saints, we know that the quarterback is going to be Jameis Winston. From Dave. Dave says, Glenn, you were talking to Mike Pereira the other day. I was. We were. Mike Pereira was on the show the other day. Uh, and you guys were talking about the taunting thing and how he thinks, like you, that it's going to be fixed. But well, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know. I hope that it gets fixed by the time we get to the regular season. Did you see uh, a couple of coaches came out this week? No, I didn't see any coaches. I saw the owner of the Giants came out and said something about it. But it's the same thing I said the other day, Dave. It's the I, I, I maintain this. Mike Pereira made the most compelling argument for me about why to to even at all consider this. The most compelling argument that Mike Pereira made was the argument where he said all of the fights that you see on field typically start because of someone taunting. Now, that alone, the, 
more anecdotal than empirical. Correct, right? It's not, you know, he's not presenting me a, you know, here's exactly how I can prove that. He's saying, as somebody who officiated games, I can tell you that when games would turn into, when we would lose control of games, it regularly started with someone taunting. Well, you're not going to get rid of chip chirping. You're not going to re- get rid of chippiness. You're not going to get rid of a defensive back and a wide receiver getting after each other throughout the course of a game. You're not going to get rid of that stuff in football. It would be insane to even attempt to get rid of that stuff. It's in like football. saying uh, most fights start with uncalled penalties. Yeah, so we're just going to call all the penalties correctly. Kind yeah, of I mean, right? Sure, <laughs> something along those lines. Um, it's 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 enough for me to say, okay, fine. I get why you're thinking about it. I get why it's on your radar, but it's not enough for me to say that I think you needed to crack down on on taunting. It's not enough for make me say, here's why I understand the need to make sure you're driving any personality out of football altogether. It's not enough for me to feel he that was way. very you know insistent on the fact that the NFL is not trying to get rid of celebrations. Correct. That the NFL is a pro celebration league. That this is very specific about you know getting in the face of your opponent. But I don't know. That's kind of part of the culture, right? Like you make a big play, you make a catch over top of someone, you let them know about it. You talk your S as you will. What does that stand for? Uh, not uh, Talk your sandwiches. Ah. You gotta, and I love talking sandwiches. I want to make that very clear. It's my favorite part of uh, being a football player is I would get out there and they'd be like, can we talk about bologna yet? When did we get to talk about the bologna, you guys? I've got a lot of thoughts on, on aiolis. That work and, and kind of embarrassing. Your first sandwich you went to was bologna. Uh, it's not always the first one that I went to, but if I had just a nice bologna sandwich, well, today it was, but it wasn't always what the was case. Last I was just giving a, sandwich. Oh, I, I went, when I was in North Carolina covering the ACC tournament, the year that Mar- Maryland's like last really good year under Gary Williams. So I don't know what that 09 was that would have been 08, 09, one of those Gravis. years. 09. It was 10, wasn't it? Uh, maybe it was 10. I don't know. I don't remember off the top of my head. I how they they all run together, Kyle. But one of the the last great Maryland team under Gary Williams. No, because Gary's Gary's last team. You ever was had 10, deli bologna? I've had deli bologna, but yes. not like. Not but no, like I, there was a there's a place in North Carolina that's very popular. There's a, a chain called Biscuitville. And, love the sound of that. I made biscuits yesterday. And the, the and the move at Biscuitville is to get the fried bologna, which is the essentially a hot dog. Bologna. Well, on a biscuit, it's not. No, it's not. But it's effectively a hot dog. It's the concept is similar. You like, I know what you're trying to say, but it's not. They're from the same food pyramid. They might be from the same food pyramid. I might not disagree with you on that. The old fried bologna biscuit at the Biscuitville is a big winner. Big fan of that particular sandwich. But yes, that would be the last time I had a bologna anything in my life would be, you know, over a decade ago. I'm not above bologna. I'm not. Uh... I would like to hope at this point in my life that I'm above bologna. If you do it, I feel like if you're just, making a regular sandwich, I mean, it's like, got to be on white bread. Saying, you know? If it's my only option, sure. But if I have other options, there are other options I'm going to I'm choose. I'm not going and choosing bologna over roast beef. No, no. I'm not choosing it over turkey or ham. I'm not choosing it over the You know simplest. what annoys me, though? Like what? the slimy deli turkey. Yeah. I mean, but all... I don't... Okay, when you say slimy deli, you're not... How many you open the bag, the vacuum-sealed bag. Right, so you're not talking about deli. You're talking about lunch meat. Yes. That's a different thing altogether, yeah. which Still is... Still bothers me. Which is fine. I don't, I'm not what above... What is the slime? I'm not above lunch meat in general, Have but yes. Have we defined the slime in that instance? I don't think we know. I, don't th- I think eternally we'll never know exactly why it is that there is so much moisture inside a packet of lunch meat. 
Are we... Uh, I've emailed, so at this point, not ideal as far as our schedule is concerned. No, not great. You want to go inside the kitchen? I mean, we can, but I've got a weird feeling that it'll be interrupted. Well, you know, I I, we can only sit here and hold our things for so long, man. Uh, there's like, no rules about that. Well, there are, actually. Shake it, shake it three times, you're playing with yourself. Well, I've got options for Everybody Kyle in the kitchen. That. Oh, yeah? Did you do bologna? Because I would no. like to know more Homemade about bologna. bologna. yes. It was yes. quite the process. Um, no pun intended. Uh, Poor Jordan did all this research for this guest, too, know, and now right? he's not... <laughs> ah! Told you. Just, just when you think. Just when you think it's over. There we go. All right, we got it. We got it. We do have to move on this because we got another guest coming up here in a minute. All right, uh, today's show is also brought to you by... Oh, this one's also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance. Deductible, 410-401-9797, c3america.com. One of the top prospects in the Orioles system, Delmarva Shorebirds third baseman, Kobe Mayo, now joins us here on GCR. Kobe, it's Glenn and Kyle up in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to, excited to be on here. Well, I'm, we're excited to talk to you because we're excited to watch you play baseball, dude. Um, it's been going all right for you uh, as of late. been okay. How good, you know, how good have you felt? I know last year was so weird. You come into the system at this bizarro time. Coming into this year, did you know immediately when you get to an affiliate, when you get that opportunity, that you were going to be ready immediately? Or was there even still a part of you that was like, man, I'm still pretty young. I, you know, I, I hope I'm ready to go for that. Well, I think it's a little bit of both. Like, you know, I, I'm always confident in myself, and I'll never sell myself short. But I also knew that I am very young, and I haven't gotten those at bad sure. you know, over the last year because of the pandemic. Um, but I knew once I started in getting those at bats down in uh, the complex league, and I knew when I started to feel good that I would come here and make an impact immediately. Well, that's been the case. That has proven to be accurate, as uh, it has been really good uh, so far. So good for Kobe Mayo. Kobe, tell me, you know, coming into this system and knowing everything that's going on, uh, there's a lot of attention on guys like you, and especially you know, they looked at you in the draft, and you were the guy the Orioles were trying to save money in order, to, in order to be able to go sign. There's probably a bit of pressure that comes along with that. Um, how do you handle that on a day-to-day -day basis, knowing that most guys entering into systems don't have as many eyeballs on them as maybe you do? Yeah, um, I'd say there is a little bit of pressure, but at the same time, I know that if I play my game and I do what I know I'm capable of, that you know everything will kind of just work out for itself. And you know, I knew that when I felt comfortable um, in the box again, and you know, when I did get those at bats, that you know, I I was really going to be ready, and I I knew that you know good things would come, and you know, I think that there's even more and you know better. Better things along the road, you know, as this year keeps going by. What's the furthest you've ever hit a baseball, Kobe Mayo? We, we've seen some bombs from you. What's the furthest in your life that you think you've ever hit a baseball? Honestly, I've never been, like, tracked on a home run. So the first time that I've hit a home run that's gone tracked was my first home run in Delmarva. Really? Was 4 okay. Yeah, which, right. was, which was 4-14, but I don't know. I, I feel like I might have hit you, balls further. Yeah, I was gonna say you got to know that at some point, like you're, you know, you're crushing some of the metal bat. You got to know, like, there's one that you got to like be able to think back on and say, dude, I'm pretty sure that ball was was 500 feet. I'll just never know because there's nobody out there to measure it. Yeah, I hit I hit a few balls in high school that I think went like four four fifty. Okay. Um, with the metal bat, um, but you know, 
I don't know for sure, but that's just kind of like my my, uh, my sense is telling me that. Yeah. Everyone always talks about your power, right? The exit velocities being as much or as high as anybody in the system. And and by everybody, we mean us. We talk about it every day. We are freaking out about it every day. But how hell-bent are you on proving that you're not just a power bat, right? That the hit tool is going to play just as well as the power as you progress through the minors. Yeah, I mean, growing up, I never, you know, I always classified myself, classified myself as just a hitter. You know, I, I always hit home runs, but... I think the doubles and the hard hit balls and the singles and, you know, I never, you know, I'm not used to striking out a lot. I was always on base. I never really classified myself as a power hitter. Um, but, you know, as, as I got older, <clears throat> you know, people started saying that more and more because I was hitting balls very far and I was very big. Um, but <clears throat> I think people will see that, you know, it's not just sw- swing it, sw- home run or a strikeout. It's, a lot more in between, a lot more, you know, hard contact, and, uh, yeah. He is Kobe Mayo, the Delmarva Shorebirds. The Shorebirds are going to be back at home. I know a lot of you are headed down to the beach for Labor Day weekend. Um, If you stick around for a few days, the Shorebirds will be back home starting on Tuesday, September the 7th, for a series against Fredericksburg. You can find out more and get some tickets at shorebirds.com. Uh, Kobe, the, you're, you're, it's interesting, your story. I did not know. I just found out today in doing some research that you have so many connections with established Major League players and guys that you've been able to, to, to turn to as you start your own process. Um, I, I, we don't like Anthony Rizzo anymore around these parts, unfortunately. It's just the way it's going to have to be. But uh, can, <laughs> you, can you tell me about that relationship and how it came about and, and what that's meant to you in order to have someone like that as a mentor? Yeah, so Anthony grew up in my hometown, and uh, he went to Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, like I did. And he, his trainer has been my trainer for the last four or five years. And, uh, you know, ever since I was little, I played on the same travel ball team and the same Little League team as my trainer's son. So, you know, Anthony would come out and, you know, say, hi, say what's up to us and, you know, all that stuff. And then as I got older... Um, I started working out with my trainer more, and you know, this off season I was working out, and he was like, "Hey, you know, we're gonna you're gonna be working out with with Anthony and and Mike Napoli, because those are you know the guys that my trainer's been training." So, you know, it was like, "Whoa, yeah, okay. that's kind of like, a big deal, right?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh, okay." So, you know, as weeks go by and months go by, you know, we just become. You know, pretty close, and you know, six days a week, uh, working out together, going down to the beach for workouts, and you know, he was just—he's so good to me, and you know, I'm—I'm I'm really honored to to call him like one of my like closer friends, and um, it's pretty awesome to to work out with one of the one of the greats in the game right now and one of the most liked guys around the league. Yeah, and again, I wish we knew this before he ended up with the Yankees cuz again, we just can't like him, man. It's just the way it's going to have <laughs> to go. Um, what what's the what's the best thing you learned from from being around someone who's been, you know, a World Series champion, has been so successful, has done this for such a long time? What's the best thing that you think you've learned from Anthony Rizzo? Honestly, he's been through a lot. A lot of people don't know that. He's been through a lot in his in his uh career with, you know, cancer in his first year in mm-hmm. the major in the minor leagues. And, uh, you know, there's going to be ups and downs, you know, it's not always going to be easy. And he definitely, you know, proved that you can overcome anything in baseball and you're going to have high days and you're going to have really, really low days, 
but you really just got to stay right in the middle and always just, you know, keep going because every day is a new day. It's not just him. You also have other relationships, Tuki Toussaint. I mean, like, it, it feels like you're – there's a community down that way, and yeah. and 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 how how much I guess how good does it feel to be a part of that, and for them to have embraced you as sort of being the next guy of this group coming out of Broward County. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, Broward County has really produced some of the top top you know minor league and major league prospects right now, and you know Tuki Tucson and Colt Welker, Jesus Lazardo, Anthony Rizzo, Mike Napoli. I mean, the list just goes on. Uh, Sean Anderson, you know, you can you can name them all day, um, but it's it's really an honor, and I, you know, I really do hope there's more to come uh, in the upcoming years with the talent down in South Florida. Sure, and uh, yeah, I'm just really I'm really humbled to be a part of that, um, you know, that county and in that in that group of players. No, no doubt, man. I mean, it's certainly it's a remarkable thing, and I guess that means that you have to sort of take that responsibility on for the next group of guys, right? Like you kind of have hundred percent, right? You got to be that guy for them to help show them the way. You have a rocket arm, we know that's true, but uh, how much do you look forward to proving that it's not just your arm, that it's also your glove on the hot corner that's going to carry you through the minors? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's always going to be people saying that you know he can't do this, you can't do that, but you know, I think I'm. I'm proving to a lot of people that, you know, I am a third baseman and that's where I want to be. You know, I, I really work hard on, on my game, on my infield. And, you know, in the off season, people don't see the work I put in, but you know, um, yeah, it's, it's going to prove, it's going to show itself. I think you're saying that you say you truly believe that you're a third baseman all the way to the major leagues. Yeah, I do. It was it always third base for you. Like what, what's the, what, what was the path to you for third base growing up? You know, I grew up as a shortstop. Okay. Um, when I was when I was young, uh, you know, eight, nine, ten, and I joined a elite travel team. You know, moved me to third base, and I got comfortable over there. And when I hit high school, I started playing shortstop again because that you know it, I think shortstop in high school helped me progress and develop as a third baseman because if you can play short, you can play third, and. Uh, that really helped me, and then obviously when I hit uh, the minor leagues, third base was was my spot, and you know I really am <clears throat> wanting to stay there, and I think I will stay there with my work and you know my results on the field. So, I mean, yeah, I think it will show for itself. I, I, we're looking forward to seeing more and more as you move through the system. Um, I, Kobe, I know you've had to talk a lot about you know being a survivor, and, and I don't want to harp on it because I, I can only imagine how difficult that is for you. But could you could you tell me about do you sense what it means to that entire community, everybody who's gone through the same thing as you have, to see you succeed, and and does it become sort of a I, I need to succeed because there's a lot of people that had to go through something truly so harrowing and I need them to see you know, some light, a beacon, something along those lines. Yeah, I mean, that community will always, you know, have a, have a hurting spot just because of what happened. And I think that a lot of people look towards players like me and players like Anthony to, uh, to, really, to really bring a spark to that community. And that community can always look look for something and, you know, see the light in the tunnel that, you know, I'm a survivor and I came out of it and I was was better because of it. And I, yeah. you know, 
I didn't I didn't back down from anything. You know, I I rose up. Right. Uh, and, and I think that I think more people are starting to see that, you know, there there is light at the end of the tunnel and there always is, you know, a tomorrow. You can't just live in the past. You have to just keep going and there is the community is great. I mean, I get, you know, texts every day and, you know, people people talk to me every day about it and saying that, you know, we this community is like so happy for you and you don't know how much this means and wow. you know it's it's awesome because you know you have a lot of people watching you and you know hoping you do bring light to the community oh that's awesome man i you know we'll, we'll continue to think i know there's got to be difficult days and we'll continue to think about everybody but that's that's incredibly powerful that testimony you're sharing with us yeah uh kobe mayo the, the a real quick one 30 seconds so this is the important one uh we're looking for irony here uh please tell me that with your name you, you don't like also secretly like hate mayonnaise on top of it right we have to know that that's very important we've been spending all morning talking about it it's uh, I think I think mayo on certain things is pretty good. Okay. I don't know about I don't know about everything. Some people put it on a lot of things, but you know, I I'm, think on a nice cold sandwich, it's okay. Okay. I, I think this is a correct answer, yeah. by the way. Like, I think this is a correct answer. I just thought there'd be great irony if you were like, I actually hate mayonnaise. Like, I actually, oh no, that 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 would be funny. Though. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, Kobe, it's great to chat with you, man. We're so excited to keep watching you as you go through the system. Um, let's make sure we get plugs in for social media, Twitter, Instagram. Where are Orioles fans giving you a follow? Yeah, my uh, my Instagram is Kobe, M-V-Y-O underscore. Okay. And my Twitter is Kobe Mayo X. Kobe Mayo X, give him a follow there. Kobe, really appreciate you taking a couple of minutes for us this morning, man. Continued uh, health and success to you as you move forward, and, and appreciate you spending some time with us. I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. Kobe Mayo, Delmarva Shorebirds, top Orioles prospect, preaching him hopping on, and of course, um, you know, it's, you can only imagine the, the difficulty of, of being a survivor, and appreciate him, you know, being willing to talk about it, and share that testimony i think it's powerful for a lot of people i think a lot of people remember the um the shooting at marjorie stoneman douglas down in florida and really remarkable that um that he's come through the way that he has it's just a, an awesome thing and and look to continue to see him succeed moving forward all right today's program is also brought to you by your local toyota dealer and by a toyota.com make the most out of every day in a toyota rav4 available in hybrid or gas only models a rav4 can get you where you want to go in style check out by for deals on new rav4s from your local toyota dealer today the dome here in baltimore has been the site of uh, some legendary basketball moments and seeing players come up through this city and today it's going to do or it's going to be the site of something maybe even more important than that as our next guest is back home he's back in town and he is taking care of kids that needed ahead of the start of school uh, for an event this afternoon and this evening at the dome joining us now he is nuggets guard will barton he's with us on gcr will it's glenn and kyle it's great to have you back on the program and more than that it's great to have you back in baltimore and doing wonderful things for the people that need it thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us Love, man. Thank you for having me, man. Absolutely, dude. Will, can you take me through, you know, as someone who came out of this place and and knows about the trials and tribulations of being a young kid growing up in Baltimore, how important this has been for you as you established yourself as a phenomenal basketball player to come back and do events like this? 
Um, it's always important for me to uh, do events like this, especially back home. Uh, just things that I planned and envisioned since I was young to uh, make it to the NBA and then uh, come back and just give to my city. Uh, just something that was always uh, important to me since I was a young kid. Uh, I, it's powerful, man. The WB5 Foundation this afternoon, starting at 4 o'clock, 4 to 8, uh, we'll be giving students backpacks, T-shirts, school supplies, food, and more starting at 4 o'clock at the Dome. Will, do, 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 can anybody just show up, or does, does they need to sign up somewhere, or is it just show up and we'll take care of you? Yeah, no no, no sign up. Anyone could just show up and um, just come out and get some love, and we'll take care of you. And, um yeah, no sign up. That's just, in, that's incredible, out. boy. That's so incredible. You can find out more uh, on Twitter. It's at WB Five, the number five foundation, uh, for more information about this event that starts at four o'clock. I'd like to hope there's got to be some basketball. We're we're doing an event at the dome. There's got to be some sort of basketball tonight, right? It's... Yeah, there's going to be some basketball <laughs> out there. Yeah. <laughs> the dome got the got the courts. Uh, I might get into a little three point contest with somebody if the. I feel like they could challenge me. Maybe oh man! Oh man! Well, we've seen you. We know what you are as a dunker too. Like, is there any chance you put on a maybe a dunk spectacle for a couple of kids out there today? Oh, I might, man. If they <laughs> chant, uh, loud enough, I might go ahead and throw down a dunk. I <laughs> love that. I love that, dude. Well, can you tell me like what your first memory is of the dunk? For people that like, you know, let's just be honest. For people that maybe aren't. Um, really uh, understanding of what the Dome means in this city. Can you tell me about your first memories and why that place is so special for basketball players in our community? Uh, when I was real young, I would go down there and watch some of the unlimited leads and guys go to, go out there and perform and play. And, and that really uh, sparked my interest at first, just seeing some of the top guys go down there. So when I got older, it was always a, a dream of mine to play. And once I got to the teenage level, um, we were at a Midnight Madness games down there for the uh, high school league, so I would play down there. And then we would have uh, the Be More Hoops uh, All-Star games, and those were real big when I was young. When I was young, and, you know, I would play down there, and I always would, you know, want to put on a show because it was it was just legendary for me. So anytime I would get a chance to play, you know, under the dome, outside, in front of the whole city, uh, it was always special to me. What player was your favorite player to battle growing up? When you would go play at the Dome or wherever it was, coming up through Baltimore, who was the guy that you had most fun going up against? Besides your brother, I guess I should say. <laughs> I was about to say that. Yeah, right? Was my, biggest, my biggest competition right there because he grew up in the house with me. Yeah, I, I mean, the, but that's kind of cheating, right? Yeah, he, well, he, knew, he knew all my moves. <laughs> All right, so besides Antonio, who is the guy that you most go, enjoy going up against? Um, I wouldn't say it was a particular guy. I mean, any, any guy that I was hearing that was supposed to be uh, really good, I always look forward to just touching my skills against them and, and competing. So, you know, it was, a, it was a multitude of guys. I wouldn't say it was just one okay. person. Okay, I get that. All right, he's Will Barton again this afternoon starting at 4 o'clock at the Dome, and you don't have to sign up. You're someone who needs it. No questions asked. Show up, get the kids taken care of as we get ready to go back to school with an incredible giveaway from the uh, WB5 Foundation. Um, Will, what you guys have built out in Denver is, is obviously quite special, and I know it was a bummer. Uh, you guys dealt with some injuries this year. 
But being a part of that thing, being around those guys, what, what has that been like, and why was it so important for you that you wanted to be back in Denver for another couple of years when you hit free agency? Um, now, you know, I'm not long as team nugget, so uh, it's very important for me to come back and finish what I started. We got a great group of guys there. I mean, we got the MVP and Nikola Jokic. Um, we got a lot of great talent in our core group. Um, I felt like we just had unfinished business. I felt like we were, we were the best team in the league last year before the injuries happened. Yeah. So I feel like if, you know, we come back and, you know, we have a healthy roster, we'll be right there in contention to win it all. So, you know, winning the championship is very important to me. There's a lot of Wizards fans in the area. Uh, Wes Unseld, of course, is a Baltimore guy too, and he's coming back to be the head coach. What What are the Wizards getting in Wes Unseld Jr., and how important was he – for what you guys were able to put together out there? Um, they're getting a great coach, man. Not just a great coach, but even better uh, human being. Um, a guy that has morals and, and values. And, um, you know, he, he's going to do a lot of teaching there. I know that. Yeah. A great leader. Um, someone they're going to get behind and follow is going to be easy but for those guys to, to rally behind him. Uh, Wes was very important to um, our success and helping us, you know, turn everything around in Denver and, and helping us become one of the best teams in the league. Uh, West ran our defense, and, um, you know, he was the assistant right under Coach Malone. So um, they're getting a guy with a lot of experience that's coming off a lot of success, and I know he wants to win. So they're getting a great one. How, how cool was, like, the Baltimore thing that you guys had? And, and, and there's still a lot of it with Tim Connolly being there. And, of course, you mentioned Coach Malone, who had been at Loyola. Like, how much – was there like a fair amount of Baltimore conversation out in Denver over the last couple of years with all you guys being there together? Oh yeah, of course, man. Uh, you know, even Coach Malone coached in Baltimore, yep. so it was it was always a lot of talk between all of us uh, with Wes and and Tim and uh, Coach Malone. Uh, we would always talk about different things that was going on or our experiences here. So that's cool. It's always fun. I've got to ask, does Nikola Jokic, like, practice his full-court outlet passes? <laughs> or is that just, like, a natural thing that he has? Um, it's a little bit of both, man. <laughs> um, obviously, he works on this game, man. He, he, he wouldn't be as good as he was if he didn't. But um, some of that stuff is natural also, man. I mean, this guy just can do some amazing things, man. It's, it's just a pleasure just playing with him, to be honest with you. Have you ever ridden in one of his horse carriages? No, 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 no. <laughs> it sounds like what you're saying no. is you wouldn't ride in one of his horse carriages. No, 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 no. Not the horses, man. <laughs> Bro, I'm with you, by the way. My wife rides horses, and she's always like, why won't you ride? I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I don't, it's it's yeah, not something that's missing from my life. I'll be all right, dude. Hey, Will, your testimony is, is kind of powerful to me. You know, you're going to be talking to these kids today, and there's going to be a lot that won't believe that they can come through this, that, that they'll, they, don't, you know, they don't know that this is something they can do. And obviously not all of them are, you know, are 6'6", and are, you know, has as many physical gifts as you had. But how important is that side of this for, for kids here to see you and to know that they can they can accomplish something special and they can then do the things that, you know, again, maybe not necessarily what you've been able to do and have a decade-long career in the NBA, but you know what I'm talking about. Just just get out and accomplish the things they want to accomplish. Uh, that's the most important thing to me. That's why I always come back home. Um, even when I'm not, you know, doing things like just having backpack giveaways or my camps or, or, or things like that, 
um, anyone to tell you I spent a lot of time and, and, and talking to the to young guys coming up because I feel like that's the most important side of it, just to give them hope, you know, coming from our city. Um, there's not always a lot of hope coming from, coming from those inner-city neighborhoods because they don't see a lot of success. For me, coming from the same neighborhoods and going to some of the same schools, um, I try to show them and tell them that, you know, if I could make it, you know, that you could make it. Um, yeah. I'm no more special than than you are. Um, the only difference is I just had a drive and a passion and um and a plan and they could apply those same things that you know that they could they could make it out and that's what I wanna do, just give them some hope and 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 give them some encouragement to be able to accomplish whatever they want to accomplish, whether it's basketball, football, or being a doctor, or being a teacher, whatever. Just being the very best at it that they could be and that's that awesome. it's attainable. That's awesome, man. All right, last one for you. This is important for us. Uh, when you when you realize that you are on an episode of South Park, is that cool or is that corny? Which one of those is it? When you when all of your friends start hitting you up and saying, "Dude, they, they you were on you were they put you on South Park." Say it again. Is it cool or is it corny to have yourself be in an episode of South Park? <laughs> it was cool, man. That's cool. I thought it was pretty cool, man. Dude, my friends hit me up. I didn't even know about it. Uh, my friend, my, one of my close friends hit me up. and was like, man, you was on South Park. And I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> he was like, no, seriously. I, I, thought it, I thought it was pretty cool that they would even know who I am. Right? <laughs> like, and it, 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 cause it was like you and LeBron and, and Harden, right? Like, it was like some of the biggest stars of basketball, man. Like, that, yeah. was, that was really cool, man. That's really awesome. Will, we're so happy that you're doing this, dude. Um, it, it, it gives us goosebumps that you're continuing to take it, uh, take the opportunity to take care of our city, and that means a lot to all of us, man. Four o'clock today at the Dome. You don't have to sign up. Just come show up, and we'll take care. You know, the, the WB5 Foundation will take care of the kids with the uh, back-to-school supplies that they need and a lot of other stuff that's going to be happening until 8 o'clock. Will, thank you so much for doing that, and thank you for taking the time for us. Continued health and success to you with the Nuggets moving forward, all right? Thank you. Thanks for having me. Will Barton, uh, a hell of a basketball player, obviously. He's an unbelievably talented player, and um, this means so much more. I mean, I, I, I really mean that. All of that means a lot. That means a lot, and I talked about this over the years with, you know, the Keon Carpenters of the world, the Antonio Freemans of the world, the guys that didn't play here, that left and could have just, you know, stayed in their new communities. And they said, nah, I got to go back home and I got to take care of home. And I got to take care of the people back home. And Will Barton has stepped up at the plate and done that. And this is a remarkable thing. It's going to be a cool event. It's not just the the giveaway. Like, they want you to hang out. It's sort of a... A community gathering imagine opportunity. Mass, but I imagine there'll be some like cookout going on of sorts. I think I already saw. I did it, do think I saw that there was going to be something like that. And and as he said, you know, there, there's some basketball. I would imagine there. that as well. Yes. There's there's going to be some basketball that occurs at some point during the event at the dome when there's that basketball court. Uh, from four o'clock to five o'clock, a welcome event, uh, music, face painting, balloon art, and then activities and events from five to six thirty. And then everybody's going to get a chance to get their picture awesome. with Will Barton uh, between 6.30 and 7.30. So it's a, it's a coordinated event today from 4 to 8 p.m., including these backpack giveaways with the school supplies in them, which is 
such a massive thing. We get to this Talking time about of year. Touching the community, right? I, it's and that's such an underrated thing because I think a lot of people take it for granted. Like you get that these are the things we're going to need for school this year, and you know you probably grew up like all right, your parents just run to the store and get them. Uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention. Things have not been great economically in the world of late it ain't so easy for everybody to just be able to go do that and so uh, for will barton to step up and say hey i just got kind of paid handsomely by uh, the nuggets i want to make sure i'm spreading some of that he could easily just like donate the items and have them that's also true too right he could just say here's some backpacks the fact that he's coming back to do it and to be in front of those kids and for them to see him um, see one of their favorite players and to be able to have that experience is there's nothing like it man so it's awesome really uh, good on Will Barton awesome stuff alright here's my question for you would you be offended if we push Kyle in the kitchen back to next week only because no, I'm planning on getting out the BMW championship oh so you want to head out that way too yeah. alright very good that's good that'll work out I gotta do the tennis show but I got it. some line I got like three saved up now so you know you, oh you know what no, the next Friday you know what next Friday is you're doing your payoff. Oh, son of a bitch. That's fitting. That's food. Damn it. Actually, it's good that you're going to be in next Friday, Jordan, because we'll get you to take some pictures and do some. I got to no, do No, that'll be good. We'll fit it all in. Speaking of mayo, oh, I should have I asked, Co- asked Kobe Mayo what he thought about Damn it. I missed, a, missed yeah, the did. chance on that one. He probably would have said, I'm uh, not a fan. For, the, for, the, for those scoring at home, I had to get Kobe Mayo off the phone because we had to get the Will Barton, and so I, I didn't have time to drag it out. I good kid, though, by the way. I mean, really oh, yeah. I really, really like Kobe Mayo, too. Um, I got to eat these peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches next Friday. Oh, God. With all the different accoutrements. (sighs) So I've got, I'll tell you what I do have saved up for Kyle in the Kitchen. I made, so I told you about my deli nachos last week. Yes. I did that. That's more of a throw together if you have ingredients on hand sort of meal. Okay. I made a delicious summer seasonal salad this Ooh. week. More out of character for me. Maybe we'll do that next week because we want to. We don't want the summer to end. Fair enough. Yeah. And then I uh, tried my hands at biscuits yesterday. Okay, I, I like where your head's at on all of them. I think. I hear you. Next Friday we'll do the summer seasonal salad Sounds because good. it's sort of the final and weekend. And then football of season rolls around. Maybe the nachos. Yeah, for that, it is you know? a good one for the first week of football season. You're right about that. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Hey, head to pressboxonline.com slash contests right now, and you can sign up to win free pre-draft consultation with Pressbox fantasy football expert Ken Zalas. He will let you know everything you need to know heading into your draft. But wait, there's more. As all throughout the year, you will get personalized weekly advice from KZ. He will be at your beck and call. You will send over the carrier pigeon. He will stop whatever it is that he's doing. He will immediately concern himself with you and with nothing else. Well, your fantasy team specifically. If you have life advice, you could probably ask him as well. Not sure he's most qualified for that. Correct. Idea, we do not stand by whatever he's not a it is life that he tells expert. What he does, we do stand by is his fantasy football advice, and you can get that each and every week personalized for you if you go to pressboxonline.com/contests right now to sign up. Come back in. Tidbit tubular to wrap up the week. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Join Pressbox's fantasy football expert Ken Zalas for the opening night of NFL season on Thursday, September 9th, 7 p.m. at Sports and Social inside of Live Casino. While you're there, say hi to KZ and let him give you advice on setting up your fantasy team, picking starters, and who you might trade for or pick up on waivers. Watch the opening NFL game, get free fantasy football tutoring from Ken Zalas, and enjoy the new Sports and Social Club at Maryland Live. We'll see you on September 9th. Must be 21 or older to enter. 
as one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, Beer, Wine, and Spirits Showcase, and so much more. Come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, October 14th through 17th. Buy your tickets now at MarylandFiveStar.us with the number five. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. Hey everybody, this is Chris Ruling at Great Apes Memorabilia. The Maryland State Fair is right around the corner and we're going to be taking over with the largest Baltimore football signing in over three years. The Purple Takeover is coming to its million fairgrounds for the massive Maryland State Fair from August 26th through Labor Day Monday. You'll have the chance to meet Pro Bowl tackle Ronnie Stanley, Hollywood Brown, first round pick Odafe Away, Big Country Ben Cleveland, Hall of Famer Lenny Moore, and many, many more from your football team. Tickets are available at GreatAidsMemorabilia.com. That's great, the number 8S, memorabilia.com. And remember, as always, be great. The journey begins on remote mountain farms and plantations in the lush tropical regions of countries like Colombia and Brazil, where the best coffee beans are grown. The beans are harvested by hand, carefully sorted, bagged, shipped, and finally roasted. And the journey ends as your cup of rich, flavorful Royal Farms coffee, the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. It's Window Nation's 15th year anniversary. During August, all customers that get an in-home estimate will be entered to win your home project for free. That's correct, a chance to win free, top-of-the-line, energy-efficient Window Nation windows installed by experts with over 15 years' experience that will keep your home cool during the summer months and warm during the colder months. If you don't win, get half of your windows free with their buy two windows and get two free deal. Plus, pay nothing for two full years. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Party with the flock at the Ravens Countdown to Kickoff Watch Party presented by Miller Lite on Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. Celebrate the start of the season with a live performance by all-time low, plus a watch party for the Ravens vs. Raiders game on the Ravens Vision Boards. Appearances by Ravens legends, cheerleaders, Baltimore's marching Ravens, playmakers, and Poe. Tickets are $10 in advance and $20 the day of the event. Visit BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff for tickets and more info. You are out. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio at All right, winding down for a Friday edition of the program. Thanks to Jordan Schwartzberg from Towson, who's going to be our Friday intern. Uh, did a great job today in helping us out. Uh, a lot of that, uh, those interesting tidbits that we were asking guests about, he had uh, he had researched them. So uh, that was very good stuff. Very valuable. Uh, going to be good to have him around this year. 
All right, uh, we will uh, push uh, Kyle in the Kitchen back to next Friday because uh, he's going out to the BMW, and I'm taping a new episode of Courts of Thunder, a U.S. Open preview episode. Um, I will be taping that with our buddy Greg Rosenthal coming up in just a little bit. That'll be up later on this afternoon for you to find it wherever you get your podcasts. Again, Courts of Thunder, the U.S. Open preview episode. Tidbit. Brought to you today by Sports and Social. They still have some fantasy draft packages available. We're running out of time. I would email events at sportssocialmd.com in order to get signed up for your space for 12 people, two platters of 24 wings, four towers of beer, three orders of nachos with guacamole. They start. I keep doing it. It's, you did it again. Yeah. I, I know, but I, I'm I like I realize that not everybody understands that that was a bit that we did earlier on this week. So I, I we I did a bit where I accidentally called it guacamole one day, and so I said, "Wouldn't it be better if it was guacamole? Like, wouldn't that be amazing? Like, wouldn't we want that?" And so I just decided it was going to be a thing. But not everybody hears that every day, so maybe I shouldn't do the bit. Guacamole, of course, I know how to say it. I promise you that. I promise you, I know how to say it. It's like the f- I I also know that folks is really folks. I understand that. I just it's something that I said once and it turned into a bit, so I stuck with it. That's the way that it goes. So some of these things I promise you I know. I'm not just stupid. It's just uh, I'm doing a bit at that point. Anyway, the moral of the story is email events at sportssocialmd.com and get signed up for your fantasy football draft package. Package starts at just two hundred fifty dollars. Tidbits. Tidbit of the day. Well, we did mention, of course, Sean Wade throughout the course of today's program. And, well, it's fair to mention that he is only the second Ravens draft pick traded in his rookie season. I doubt you'll be able to name the other one. Back in 2005, seventh round pick Ryan LaCasse was traded to the Rise, we called him. Of course. Uh, Lamar Jackson, maybe we'll see some preseason action tomorrow night, perhaps only a bit, but who knows, maybe more if they have to. Only three quarterbacks since 2019 have a 106.6 passer rating, 62 touchdown passes, a 65% completion ratio, 24 wins, and an NFL MVP as Lamar joins only Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Mm, it's decent company. We discussed, of course, earlier in the week the notion of NFL teams figuring Lamar Jackson out and how the Ravens might not be able to throw 40 or 50 times to win. It's fair to point out that for all quarterbacks, throwing 40 or more times in a game since Lamar came into the league, well, they yeah. only won three out of ten times. Not so a good number. Yes. Not many teams can succeed in that context. There are two quarterbacks... In the last 21 years, who have attempted at least 3,800 passes. In how long? In the last 21 years. Okay. So since 2000. At least 3,800 passes without playing in a playoff game. 3,800 passes. Without, without playing, playing in a, play- in a playoff game. game. So, like, Matt Stafford doesn't count because he played in a playoff Correct. game. He just didn't win a playoff Correct. game. 3,800 passes without playing in a playoff game. My God. Of course, Norm Sneed, you would have named, but oh, that was a man, little I wish older, you, you know? I wish yeah. you wouldn't have given that one away. I definitely, Norm Sneed would have been at the top of my list. Archie Manning, 3,642 is fourth on this without list. Without playing in a playoff game. Jameis Winston. No. 
maybe not has reached the number of attempts. Yeah, I mean that's got to be that. But I, I like I got to think about how many I got to think about how many years you would have to play in order to get the 3800 passing think attempts. Think about 500 attempts a year there about. That's what I'm that's the math that I'm working around. So yeah, it's got to be about 7 to 8 years. Yeah. So you'd have a real career. Um without playing in a playoff game. Uh is is Fitzpatrick? I mean I would assume that he would played in one at some point. Top dog on the list. He never played Ryan in a single playoff game. 5,054 pass attempts in his career and never. I'm stunned that he never played in a playoff game. Did. did man, I don't. This is really nuts, man. This is really nuts. Never played in a playoff game. Fair to point out, though. Yeah. This player remaining did quarterback teams that went to the playoffs. That doesn't. So they, he got hurt, so it's um, Carson Wentz? No. Did quarterback teams that went to the playoffs. He never played. The Ravens outed one of these teams. Is it the te- the Texans? No. Outed. If I'm not mistaken, at least. I'm pretty sure they did that. Ah, it's not really helping me. Who's a backup quarterback that played against the Ravens in the playoffs? I could be wrong about that, though, so don't take my word for it. Uh, Actually, I think I'm wrong. Yeah, sorry. All right, well, way to go. That yeah, doesn't, thank you for not helping me at all. Ironically, the Texans did out that team I was talking, thinking of, though. Uh, so it's, not gonna, it's not going to help me either. The Texans outed a team. He's active. So there you go. That'll active. Help. Active quarterback. You've, it's almost like you've given me too much now. Well, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm all over the place. No, it's like the, oh, I, hear you. Your brain's I can't chase any of these individual things. A quarterback that that may, Matt Schaub. No, I think he played in the playoffs. I would assume, yeah. but like I not Matt Schaub, not the scout. I don't think he's active anymore. Is he? Is he still active? I, think I wouldn't bet against I think it. He's but the backup in Atlanta, isn't he? Uh, Marcus Mariota. No. Former Matt Schaub, former. Blake Bortles. No. I don't know, man. I don't know. I got too much. I got too much. 3,820 pass attempts in this player's career. Active player. Josh McCown. No. I don't know if he's active either. He was was technically active last year. So was Matt Schaub, for what it's worth. Never played in a playoff game. Active, 3,800 attempts. I'm trying to go through all these quarterbacks, man. So, there's not any of those guys. Mike Glennon? No. He has not played seven full seasons. I don't think so. Brian Hoyer? No. This player's played exactly seven full seasons. Tyrod Taylor? No. All right, just tell me. I don't. Remember when Connor Cook? Got to start in yeah, the postseason. But I don't remember who who was it. Derek Carr. 
Oh, Derek Carr. All right. Has never played a postseason game, despite right. having thrown 3,820 right. right. career. You know what? I, I, I didn't know that he would have gotten to that number, but that all makes sense. That all makes sense. All right, very good. Tibbet was brought to you by the Baltimore Ravens Countdown to Kickoff Party, which is presented by Miller Lite on Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. Live performance from all-time low. Plus, you can hang around and watch the Ravens-Raiders game on the Ravens Vision boards. And they're going to be doing all of the in-game entertainment as part of the festivities that you would normally get at a home game. Find out more and get your tickets by going to BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff. And, of course, tickets start at, they are, just $10. Parking is free. They will go up to $20 on the day of the event, so get your tickets now. Again, BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff. Tubular brought to you by Window Nation. Still a couple of days left in the month of August. Still opportunity for you to take advantage of this offer to celebrate their 15th anniversary. All customers that get an in-home estimate are entered to win the home project for free or buy two windows and get two free. Pay nothing for two full years. 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Here's what's coming up this weekend. Totally tubular. By the way, Bryson's making a move at the BMW today. I think he's already four under for the day and right into the mix. Golf Channel starting at 3 o'clock for coverage today. Tomorrow, it'll start on the Golf Channel at 12, move to NBC at 3. On Sunday, the same story, Golf Channel on 12, BM, uh, NBC at 2 on Sunday for the final round of the BMW. Rays Orioles tonight at 7 on Mass and 2, Shane McClanahan and Matt Harvey. Uh-oh, he could get another one this one. Might very well. Uh, tomorrow. I was unaware. Shane McClanahan has the most wins in Orioles games this year. We found that out because he has well in at Camden Yards. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Right. It might just be in general. But I thought. Wait. I thought that was the tidbit. Was who had the most wins in August? What pitcher yeah, had yeah, the most wins? But it's not just at home. It's just in general. Right. The Orioles. But it was. Yes. You said this year. It's yeah. In, my bad. In August. Yeah, August right. Yeah. Correct. Uh, we don't know who's going for the Rays on Saturday and Sunday. It's John Means and Spencer Watkins for the Orioles tomorrow at 7, Sunday at 1. All of the games are on at Masson 2. Uh, the Ravens and the football team tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, and you'll be able to find it on everywhere. It's on WBAL. The Washington broadcast is on Fox 45, as well as on NBC Sports Washington for all of those things. If you're an NASCAR fan locally, sorry, you boned um, because WBAL showing that so they won't be showing the nascar race that's happening at the same time i know it breaks your heart in particular college football gets underway this weekend bet you didn't know that um nothing particularly significant nebraska illinois a big 10 game being played on august 27th on fox at one o'clock tomorrow uh also tomorrow at noon uh high school football on espn st francis is taking on st thomas aquinas from florida uh, that's on ESPN. Everything else, find out glennclarkradio.com. College soccer is in full swing, including Loyola at home 1 o'clock on Sunday for their opener against uh, uh, UC Irvine on ESPN+. And then Maryland hosting UMBC at 7.30 on Sunday night on Big Ten Network+. Plus. If you hate yourself, you'll spend money on uh, Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley doing whatever it is that you want to call that at 8 o'clock on Sunday night. If you truly hate yourself and have no self-respect, you'll spend money on that. Uh, non-sports, yes. I assume it's my cue. Yep. Uh, Ted Lasso, another episode streaming today. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Corman, the Joseph Gordon-Levitt program, also has another one streaming today. HBO, The Shop, 9 o'clock, if you're into that. There's a John Cena movie on Hulu called Vacation Friends that's streaming today. A documentary about Bob Ross called Happy Accidents, Betrayal, and Greed. It's maybe a little bit sad. So uh, bit I, of a I watched it. It's already streaming. Is it good? It, yeah. It started earlier this week. Well, I got it on tonight. It's... I heard it's sad. It's very sad, yeah. and it's a little bit like you think 
you think that they're like gonna make it's gonna make him look terrible. It doesn't really make him look terrible it's more about necessarily. Like taking advantage of him. Yeah, yes. a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. Sunday, Walking Dead, nine o'clock. If you're still riding that train. Uh, Quad City DJs are. There's a lot of stuff going on. Naked and Afraid for three hours, 8 o'clock on Discovery Channel, if you've got the patience for that. Stuff and things, glennclarkradio.com. Michelle, Tamika, and Tanya are riding that train, if I remember correctly. It's been a while. Been a while. All right. uh, Thanks today. Uh, Tubular, by the way, was also brought to you by Grade 8's memorabilia. If you haven't heard, the Tyus Bowser Show starts on Tuesday, September 7th. At Mother's in Pasadena, we're going to be there. I believe we worked everything out. Uh, you will be able to get uh, one autograph per person and a picture, but we're going to probably have to do it socially distanced uh, in order to make the picture happen because we don't want to be the reason why yeah. there is an outbreak with the Baltimore Ravens. That would be a big problem. So we are going to do distanced photos, which still allows you to get your picture. It's just not probably not going to be able to actually touch uh, Tyus and his guests please understand that he would love to do all that. It's just that we want to make sure that we're being safe. Um, so, And we ask that if you're not vaccinated, you wear a mask. Very very simple. Wear a mask if you're approaching, uh, you know, obviously when you're eating, we get it, but we ask that you wear a mask when you're walking around at Mother's. So we'll see you on Tuesday, September 7th, the Tyus Bowser Show, brought to you by PressBox, Great 8's memorabilia, and Express Interior Design. Find out more, pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. Thanks today to a lot of folks. Thanks to Will Barton. Thanks to Kobe Mayo. Thanks to Bo Smolka. Thanks to Jarrett Patterson. Thanks to Deontay Banks from Maryland. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. Jeremy Kahn. That's the way it, go. That's the way it goes. Irons Busy, loaded fires, day, and then we got Irons things. and Fires for Monday. That's the way like, it goes. Hey, today was Once Upon a Time Irons and Fires as well. It was. Once Upon a Time, it was an Irons and Fires day. It's turned out to be a very, very busy day. A lot of fun conversations. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the U.S. Army, CCBC, MDOT, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, K&S Automotive, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, Sports and Social MD, Baltimore Ravens, BMW Championship, Maryland Five Star, Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Jordan, a new intern that we're going to have for Fridays in the fall. Uh, happy to have uh, Jordan Schwartzberg with us. Thanks, Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter at K. Ottenheimer. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Uh, don't forget the bat around tomorrow morning, 10 to noon, with uh, Paul and Zach talking baseball. And then uh, Court's Thunder will be available later today. Jo- new episode of Jobbing Out, recapping SummerSlam up right now as well. Have a great weekend. Uh, go Birds. Go Ricky's Oyster House. Uh, Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too. <laughs>